You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Don't talk to me about that, Brett. Uh, good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Friday. Uh, it is the morning sickness. It's 545. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. There's Big Dick Toledo. We're off and running and ready to go for a glory. Well, not so glorious. I had a cruddy night. And I knew it yesterday, Brett. Remember yesterday when you said the Steelers were your lock and I just yeah. looked at you? I just looked at you and I said, you. And what did you say? You said, I'm no mush. Oh, you're the mush, all right. You did that. You This was you. Maybe it was you because no. you've taken them, too. You, of Don't course even. I take them. They're my Don't team. I even. take them. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right. That's all right, enough. All right. I've done enough yelling at people over that stupid Steelers team for the last 24 hours. Welcome this to is the your land fault. of Trubisky. Man, oh, man. I've seen him play. He's gotten worse. Yeah. That was rough. That was a rough one. And uh, Bill Belichick would... Uh, I Mike Tomlin will be in... Uh, he'll be in a casket, and Belichick will be delivering the eulogy, and somehow or another, still beat him. I, I don't know how. To, it's just it's ridiculous. Belichick owns that team. Sons of bitches. That's all. Football is uh, just a fun distraction, except for last night. Everyone out. <laughs> Remember that four leg uh, receiving? Oh yeah, how'd you do? Did you get it? Two for four. Oh, because the, the Patriots guys did. Friar move. 16 yards. You tried to go over? Yeah. Yeah. Always pick the under. And Pickens was 19 yards. I just needed 40 out of, 27 out of Fryermuth and uh, 40 out of Pickens. And we said go under, under, under. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think my friend Doug hit it. He had all those unders. Yeah, it was a rough game. I I warned you yesterday that that would be a boring, awful game to watch. And I could not have been more correct. That was a rough one. And then it tried to get kind of fun. But not because anybody was playing any good football. It just was ugly. And then, of course, the referees get involved again with the head bob false start. I've never, I've never, it's never that been, was ridiculous. It's, it's never been called before. Not that that's an excuse because the Steelers blew the game, but I mean, they involve themselves when the game gets interesting. 
didn't make any sense to me. It's like that's the center is always dropping his head and lifting his head, and that, somehow that's a false start. But I don't know what you're going to do. Uh, it doesn't matter anymore. There's only three good teams in football now, anyway, and one of them might be uh, coming back. They're the six and six Bills. But I saw the article this morning that Sean McDermott had to apologize. This is a great apology. This is just a great thing. Sean McDermott is the head coach of the Buffalo Bills, and for some reason, one of his pregame speeches to motivate the team and let them know about cohesiveness and unity and all that, it was last year. It was actually two years ago, 2021. He gave a speech about you know how the guys from 9-11, the terrorists, had to be all on the same page to make that work. You know, Even when you're doing a terrible thing, everybody's got to be on the same page. And if you want to execute a single event... Everyone has to be working in concert with each other. Well, however that got out, it, some guy reported, you know, an article on Ty Dunn is his name, uh, an article that he published that says uh, plans on addressing, uh, Sean McDermott has to address this with his team in the media of him using the 9-11 terrorists being, uh, you know, one solid fist in order to get done what they wanted to get done. Is he wrong? I'm pretty sure that there's one thing we can say as much as we hate it. They had a plan, and it was executed fairly well, save for one plane. I mean, you could say the example, maybe a little. Just why you got to go there, not sure. But if he's talking about, you know, if you're trying to do something as a unit, you have to all be on the same page. Well, he's going around with this big apology thing. He said, "Uh, sorry, I did that. He said the hijackers were all able to get on the same page to orchestrate their attacks to perfection. Now, when you think about football, all it is is war references, aerial attack, ground attack, uh, you know, the gridiron and all that. Everything about it is is war-related, uh, strategies and plans and all that. So why not just take a war event and say, look, it might not have been the prettiest thing in the world, but those 9-11 attackers seem to be of, of like mind. They were single-minded. He'll catch similar heat if he, you know, chose. I'll go with a more modern one. But if he went with it, when Hitler put the strategy together with this, right. they're all on one page. Again, you're going to catch Harbor. heat. Pearl yeah. Harbor was Pearl Harbor. anything that happened to us. But would we celebrate it if we said something like, uh, you know, our D-Day attack was, you know, bloody and messy, but everybody had the same goal. It's like, that's still awful. It's still an awful war attack. But it was in defense of the the greatness. I, you know. I don't want to tip my cap. I don't want to marge shot anything to 9-11 or the Al-Qaeda, but you got to give it to them. It took some planning. You know, there were some, probably a few pages that were like, nah, we can't do that. Like, they had to actually go over some stuff. And I go, you're going to be in Boston. They They had to arrange flight school. I mean, this was definitely, if you talk about the planning process, kind of impressive. Kind of an impressive attack. And years of planning. Absolutely. Kind of uh, that. Now, if you're a football coach wanting to go to the Al-Qaeda playbook and say, hey, we're going to be a lot like Al-Qaeda out there this weekend, eh, probably not the best move. But how come two years later it's a problem? Oh, yeah, because everything's a problem. I forgot. Nobody does anything and says, well, you can't do that. That was, I can't believe you did that two years ago. Nobody's got the capability of getting over anything. Like, if I heard that, uh, you know, Brady gave a speech at a school of little kids and stuff, and he said, look, we're about there. We're, we're going to go out there and, and kick the living crap out of this other team. We're, we're basically Al-Qaeda, and they're the trade centers. I would laugh and be like, all right. 
Because that was mission accomplished. I mean, <laughs> why you'd go there, I don't know. But I don't think two years later I'd be mad about it still. I'd be like, geez, that seems weird. And then maybe ask Sean McDermott, and what's with the 9-11 pep talks? Just to make sure he's still on Team USA. Because then if he follows up and goes, oh, thanks for asking. I uh, I really admire 9-11 and uh, what Al-Qaeda accomplished. Now nah, we got a problem. I wonder if it was a discussion earlier that day or that week where some guy was yeah. telling him, you know, that thing was or, amazing how they did and what the details they <laughs> it went in was. there. Oh, that was. Look, enough you know times what? passed where we can sit back and say, Oof. look, uh, Hitler, uh, not a great guy. Yeah, it's a, a few, yeah, yeah, it's pretty. That's, that's a pretty accurate a uniform statement. I think uh, broad, but yes, most people would agree. He had uh, he had a lot of people on his side there that were doing exactly what he wanted. They got things done lickety split. Ask Poland and France. So, can you say he was a bad planner too? No, I know we want him to be terrible across the board. One thing Hitler was was a meticulous planner. If in fa- think about it, Germany's about the size of Arizona, almost owned the world. That's pretty impressive. If we got all of Arizona together in a day and said, guys, got an idea. Let's take over the planet. And then we almost do it. That's good planning for a terrible uh, event. Now, I don't know that Coach Clark over there at Dobson was ever quick <laughs> to throw in. Shoot. Flipping Hitler. That guy knew how to plan. I like to. Like to break down my game plan the way Hitler broke down taking out Poland and France. Quick, swift stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, bad things are well planned. That's why they work. Not I'm necessarily sure. motivational. I mean, it might, <laughs> he does have an issue with that, but it's two years ago. If I'd heard any universities coach, and their market, marketing department or what have you, where they're talking about how oh. the propaganda and the. You know, during that time, what the Nazis did, George Goebbels. Yeah, Goebbels. Yeah, he was a uh, he's a dude who got things done. He had a good group of people who got things done. Now they were aiming the wrong way. Of course, we miss everything. The news should get. Uh, Amy, yesterday we were talking. She goes, "Did you watch the news last night?" And I'm no, I missed it. And this was two nights ago. She goes, "Did you see anything about the UNLV shooter?" Which is a professor who evidently just didn't get the job. That's scary as hell. You got now you gotta hire everybody or they're gonna come shoot up your business. So he doesn't get the job. On the news they interviewed somebody who witnessed the attack, and it's the UNLV running rebels, right? In the background of the shot of this guy talking about someone who's wandering through the school shooting, there's a billboard that says Rebels get it done. <laughs> I'm like, Well, that's not a good angle. Probably shouldn't have Probably shouldn't have put that in the background so clearly and so crystal. But that's when you get into trouble with all your mascots being rebellious, antisocial, you know, attackers. Because that's what you want your sports teams to be. I mean, we've got the commanders. We've got, you know, all these teams are designed to be, you know, anti-good, go-get-them guys. I don't know. I don't understand. Sports is supposed to be... Uh, that, but I, yeah, you can't get in trouble for a nine eleven speech two years later. I just don't think you can, unless of course it's continuing. If he said, you know, Demar Hamlin laid down on that field like all those people in the rubble at nine eleven, and remember, he was resurrected, much like Allah. And all right, Sean McDermott's got a theme here, and we don't like this very. This is bad, as the great Muhammad Ali once said. <laughs> 
But yeah, I don't understand how come it's a problem today. But McDermott's and now the apology. And if you would have finished it, we're like, win one for Atta. <laughs> Who's Atta? Is he a thing? Muhammad Atta. Oh, oh, geez, going after an yeah. actual individual who yeah. floated the yeah. plane. Now you got something. Yeah, if it's a theme, a pattern of behavior, we've missed that in this society. Now it's now it's one and done. We're in single elimination words. It used to be a pattern of behavior. Be like, hey, wait a minute. I've heard you say that N-word about nine times now. I'm pretty sure you're cozy with it. We got us a pattern of behavior. Now you're telling me who you are. You give me one 9-11 reference going, well, I'll tell you this. They were well planned. That doesn't make you a bad guy. You're just stating the uncomfortable obvious. Yeah, but if Sean McDermott's like, Josh, I need you I need you out there. I need you to be my Bin Laden out there on the field. Like, wait, Coach, you're doing this too much. One time, all right. Not every you got to give a motivational speech every week. Uh, you're going to slip up, and they're not all going to be home runs. I'm tired of the Hoosiers. I'm tired of the Gipper. <laughs> hey, the uh, Gipper thing don't go. Who can I Lombardi, talk? What no, does this generation relate to? Uh, oh, those planes going in that building seem to be quite a memory. Yeah, so he, you know he's not going there every week. The guys, we get it. They love Al Qaeda, coach. I think he just goofed one day. But the apology tour, I'm curious to see now that it's come out, and now it's a headline on a few different news sources. Is Sean McDermott's apology is going to be okay, or if they're going to continue to harp him, like, why would you do that? And it is a reasonable question to ask, why would you go there? They'll continue. And again, all he has to do is go, I don't know. I was kind of out of ideas that week, and I really was trying to get the cohesive unit together, and I thought to myself, what do they know that was a cohesive unit in an attempt at an attack? Because that's what I keep using the word attack over and over. And These guys, uh, kind of SEAL Team good. 6, I don't... You know. SEAL Team 6 is a good one, but maybe he's maybe he's drained that well. Maybe yeah. he's gone to SEAL Team 6 in the killing of Bin Laden. And by the way, as good as that was, got a little clumsy. We threw a helicopter at the house first. <laughs> that wasn't the most, uh, you know, crisp operation. They just, once they got it down, it's like, let's get in there. I've watched the movie. That second helicopter was no treat. That thing was kind of, and I don't know how everyone inside didn't. I know for a fact if a helicopter crashed in my backyard, I, I, I'd have plan B in operation. That wasn't like sleep, people Luckily sleeping. Luckily, they're in the neighborhood that it happens every now and then. <laughs> right, like, Must have been. No, I don't know. One siren didn't. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to talk 9-11 in the aftermath, can we talk a little bit about SEAL Team 6's crashed airplane in the middle of the night? And that one neighbor opened his eye and said, I got to call the cops. Like, there isn't a cop in sight. Do I need to check it out? No. Yeah, nah, Stay. go back to bed. Get the goats, put them inside, and we'll go back to bed. The goats, are they hit by the plane? Nah, nah that's Bin Laden's compound. And maybe that was it, because also you, I'm pretty positive. They knew. I'd be aware of Bin Laden's presence if I was I knew this day would come. They're throwing helicopters at his house. Well, you'd think the neighborhood safe with Bin Laden living there. All Maybe his, there's all that. His people, you that know? comes from the mind of a guy who loves the mob. I mean, I'm just the saying. The closer you are to the Godfather, the better off you probably are. <laughs> Although, there is going to be a day. There is a day. Absolutely. There is going to be a day. And that was it. You can have the corner of the bigger compound. Stay there. <laughs> right. But people were, in the movie, people were asleep. I ain't sleeping through a helicopter crash in my yard. Not to say I've got a Bin Laden-sized compound. One can dream, but a uh, pretty decent yard. You could land a helicopter in it if it, even if it, like the, that helicopter that went over my house that night. I went outside to see. I, the ghetto chopper goes by sometimes. Shakes I go outside. your house. Yeah. Pretty sure, even though they're stealth, they're rumbling and bumbling into your yard. 
So, yeah, let's talk about that operation if we're trying to motivate the Bills' defense to be a little bit more, you know, cohesive. <laughs> Maybe he was trying that. All right, like, we're like SEAL Team 6. All right, Coach, we talk about SEAL Team 6 all the time, man. That's enough. All right, who else? Would... What about Al-Qaeda? They were pretty organized. He just he reached into the bottom of the idea barrel and pulled out a bad speech. Two years later, some reporters like, I heard you did that. And Sean McDermott's got to go through and apologize to everybody. Did it work for him? Yeah, that's the thing I didn't read in the because, article. Did, did they, they win that away? game? Because they were that was 2021. That was yeah. a powerhouse of a football team. So maybe that was working. Maybe he, maybe he found that his team responded pretty heavily to Al-Qaeda talk. Or did they respond like, no, I think it was an inside job. They had help. <laughs> maybe. It just didn't kick in. And then he would, and if I'm a good coach, if I'm a good coach and my my players are like, well, I've read that the American government was in on it. Well, then consider the coaching staff the American government because we're in on it with you. And we're going to send your Al-Qaeda asses out there and we're going to crush those Bengals. Yeah, it turned into a fight. Yeah, probably. Anyway. His next speech, speech, ISIS, and then the following, uh, (laughs) I mean, come on. (laughs) Yeah, I just... Everything. Yeah. Hamas had a, a very little. I mean, we're, we're we're running here on injuries. And everything. These guys took paper airplanes and, it, and they got it done. They got it done. Their goal was that music thing, and they got it done. Coach, that's insensitive. Still, though, they got it done. I mean, you got to admit, you can't sit back and act like it was an accident. Somebody was in a room with a five subject folder writing down ideas, and he got people on board. There has to be planning. There were, again, I've always made that joke that every time I drive on Lincoln Avenue, my phone stops working. And I think of those pictures every single time of Osama bin Laden in 2000 on one of those big brick cell phones in a cave. And my phone won't work on Lincoln. They were doing something different than us. They didn't have 5G. He was in a cave. I can't drive by Camelback Mountain on the north end, without my phone, I have to tell people, I'm going by Camelback, I'm going to lose you. How did they plan the attacks from caves with cell phones 22 years ago? They did. So, tip of the cap. They had more bandwidth and better cell service than we did back in 2000, even still. Had we had the summit, one of the questions I would have had was, all right, uh, what do you guys want? And they'd tell us, all right, American, bad, whatever. Well, also, how are you guys getting all this cell service in those caves? Like, we can't even go under big trees. <laughs> you have, like, what kind of... Yeah, there's some other communication. Kind of operation you got. Yeah, but they always showed them on that phone. They used a lot of pigeons. I don't think that's accurate. I think that's what we want to believe. Well, then why show them on the phone? Show me one video of him releasing the birds. What's this... Show him and Mike Tyson in a cave firing pigeons out. And I'd be like, oh, they're using carrier pigeons. That would register in my brain. No. Osama's all. And if he wasn't on the phone, he's holding it. In case somebody calls in a cave. Can you hear me now? Yeah. (laughs) I never see him with his hand over his other ear just shaking his head going, I got nothing. Nothing. Uh, Let me go over to Bakov Cave. Nothing. So there are moments where Sean McDermott, I I don't want to defend it. So much, as much as I want to say, it was organized. It's like when Marge shot back in 1980-something. Said, you know, Hitler was a terrible guy, but he had a few great ideas. There's, you know, that isn't untrue. Now go walk Shotzi. 
Now that doesn't pick mean, up his poop. I love. Yeah, she had people to pick up her dog's poop, and we all understand she was a bit of a power hungry person. But power hungry people study other power hungry people. That's usually the way it goes. Most people in charge can tell you something about Hitler or Pol Pot. Most smart people will tell you things you haven't heard about horrible, despicable dictators. I sat with a guy from India once who told me everything I've ever wanted to know about Idi Amin, Hitler, and then he broke down Osama bin Laden so clearly I've it was unreal. And then taught me that 9-11 had no... Um, America is not a smart country. I'm like, why? Well, you guys think that 9-11 is because of your telephone code. Look up the happenings on the September 11th, back in the days of, and it's a religious thing, and he started to explain to me that September 11th has significance to uh, the downtrodden and all sorts of attacks that happened 700 years ago. We don't pay attention to that. It didn't happen. And we weren't here for that. America is like a big solopsist nation. If, it, if, we, if we weren't there, it didn't happen. If it's not in our consciousness, it didn't occur. So why pay attention to it? But yeah, there's one thing you can say. Hitler had a couple good ideas. <laughs> I mean, he did. Now, I don't stand by his ideas that we all know about, but I'm sure at one point or another, Hitler said, why don't we get a ladder? It's oh, not a bad idea, Adolf. I'm, I'm sure in his life there's been a few times where he said, try this, and somebody said, thank you, that works better. It's still a thing. They were talking about that lorry... Vallow, Daybell Vallow lady yeah. Yeah. driving back from, because they had to drive her back from her prison cell, wherever she is, to here. And the people that rode with her were like, she was pretty nice. We, I think we just want our bad guys to be forever bad guys. We were taught that by movies. Like, they're never like joke tellers or, you know, goofing around, villains. That, they're always on point to being bad. And they're always talking about murder and stuff and everything. Sometimes they're like, look at that sunset. Like, bad guys sometimes enjoy a sunset. I think uh, Penzone was one of the guys that was in on driving her back. Oh, he wasn't in on it. He, he got wasn't the reports in. I thought he now. made the trip. He organized it. Yeah, he yeah, did. He put it together. Yeah, yeah he, and he did it. <laughs> Sean McDermott should know about this because I didn't hear much bad coming That's from That's a new reference for him. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go to Sheriff Paul Penzone. I'm not sure if he was in the car. But, but uh, I heard a similar thing that, you yeah. know, he was saying that. Oh, yeah. She was trying to win everyone. You know, sure. just very. She's a chatterbox. Yep. <laughs> she just wanted to tell that She's got nothing else going for her. <laughs> right. She's got nothing to do. Gabriel says they use sat phones. Okay. Can I have one? If, yeah, call yeah, Lily. Yeah, call Lily from ATT. Have She'll have to have. Have. Can I have a sat phone, please? You'll if, never drop a call. <laughs> it seems like this thing in Lincoln. And I have to be in my living room for some reason. Uh, when Doug Hopkins calls, because Doug Hopkins always calls. He never texts. But when he calls, uh, I have to go into another room because for some reason our phones don't communicate while I'm sitting in one room and he's in the other. It's one of, one of the two of us, but I think it's me in that room because when I go into the other room, everything's fine. So from 22 feet, my phone just says, nope, not here, over there. Can I have a sat phone? Where do I get one of these? Maybe he bought, um, you know, the phone... Mostly focused on the photos and so for his TikToks and stuff like that. And Doug likes TikToking. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Sat phone seems about right. But I don't know what's going on. Someone had an idea over there. Uh-oh. Oh, jeez. For the, the whole pep Ben Laden thing. Pep talk su- subject. <laughs> 
The reason nobody woke up when the helicopters crashed at the compound was, according to David Vasquez, that uh, the neighborhood Bin Laden lives in is uh, like the avenues in Phoenix. Uh, stuff's always popping off. <laughs> <laughs> you think they were used to birds coming out of the... Ah, another helicopter crash. Yeah, Here we go. Now, you know, that'll happen when Our you float around. Our place is fine. Let's deal with it in the morning. Yeah. I don't think... Yeah, I, not one siren. That's the one thing I was like. SEAL Team 6 was like pretty awesome. I always stand by that. That was a pretty awesome maneuver and brave and all that. But you guys just threw a helicopter into a wall like Ozzy Osbourne was flying it. And nobody woke up in the neighborhood and called the cops. There were no police. David Vasquez might have a point there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, you know, uh, I mean, oh, more gunshots. Yeah. Oh, another like, explosion. The neighbors had to sit and go, we're moving to Gilbert. This is too much. <laughs> the complaints of the re- the length of response from the law, the 911 call that right. they called over there, whatever it was. 25 I mean, minutes. Right, right. I mean, we got to the central. The, the station's exit. two blocks away. The police force does nothing. <laughs> uh, yesterday, our friend Kevin at Prestige Billiards heard the people in a gondola screaming, call 911 as a hot air balloon crashed on his house. A helicopter? There was, did you see the news on the, heli- on the balloon crash? It's a sea of people hanging around. SEAL Team 6 throws a helicopter at a house, and people are like, I have to get up early for work. Huh? Somebody will fix this. <laughs> Crazy talk, but... What are you going to do? Sean McDermott has to apologize because he said that Al-Qaeda was organized. We don't like hearing that. I hate to break it to you. And also, shouldn't every news person ever be that has ever talked about 9-11 get in trouble for saying the well-orchestrated attacks of 9-11? Because isn't that the same thing? Here I am defending Buffalo Bills. Why? You had a tough night. I had a tough night. I'm just tired of people attacking dumb. Stop it. It doesn't make any sense that you would get this upset about that two years later. And if is anyone mad? Is anyone out there going, those attacks weren't good. They weren't well planned. They were terrible. Like, I think they were pretty well planned. Oh, you're crazy. Quit defending them. Like, uh, There's no getting around the fact that they had a pretty decent idea. We don't like the end result of it, but they were in a room getting stuff done. I mean, you hijack several planes in a day. I hate your plan, but good plan. <laughs> you did it. It's like, you know, when Evil Knievel tried to jump Snake River. Had an idea. Didn't work out. Bad planning. That's what he said. It was a bad plan. I should have never gotten in there. It was stupid. We all think it was stupid. And then the I told you so aspect. I bet you there's a few of those in Al-Qaeda, too. I told you. I told you guys wouldn't get all the planes where you needed to go. There's one guy back, that one dickhead that on the sat phone going, never going to happen. No way. You guys aren't pulling this off. I told you Trevor failed in <laughs> flight school. I don't know why you let him go on this one. I am so sick of Halach. All he does is tell us we won't get it done. I want to do it just for, for him, just to sh- prove him wrong. There's that one a 750, 750 win percentage. Yeah. <laughs> now, speaking of schmucks, I, I don't know what's going on. With the uh, Loserville tour. But I was talking the other day with Brett. The Corey Feldman, Riff Raff, Limp Biscuit, and now the commercials that we're running are a child. Yeah. It, it, and then they say, like, other losers include. Like, if Corey Feldman doesn't realize he's at dinner with schmucks, 
Because the whole movie of Dinner with Schmucks was, oh, we're all going to, oh, wait, we're all being made fun of. It dawned on the schmucks during dinner that this was a joke against them. I I have to imagine Corey Feldman is going to know that he's been invited to a schmuck dinner and about the third night into the tour, horrible problem. How is it not possible? How is it? He, he, has to, he has to be that delusional. He Somebody needs, we need to get Corey Feldman on the phone. I need Toledo to get his managers and basically say, Corey, you know, you know what? I, I've gotten to the point where I almost feel sorry for him. But I can't be the first one to tell him, hey, you realize that it's all a joke, right? Are you in on this or are you the greatest Andy like Kaufman to hear ever? That's take. what I was saying. He's, he's, is he doing, has he done a 30 year unsuccessful joke that he just won't let go of? I mean, we were talking about it yesterday, too. It's like the guy's never real. The only thing he's done that was good was Stand By Me. Yeah. No, nothing else. I mean, I like Lost the verbs. Well, yeah. I mean, it was entertaining, <laughs> but, it's but it's not like great. anybody could have. One of our promo guys right. could have done that. He wasn't the reason it yeah. was good. And and in a way. Added element in the, uh, you know, his character and the Goonies, nothing. But again, big, but not the reason Goonies is good. There's yeah. never been a Corey Feldman thing that says, oh, without Feldman, that movie's terrible. Save for maybe Stand By Me. Yeah. Because he's really good in that. All those kids were. All four of them were, like, it seemed like a perfect casting mix. Outside of that, yeah, Corey Feldman hasn't done anything, and he's tried this Michael Jackson thing for 30-plus years, and uh, now he's on this tour with Limp Biscuit called Loserville, and I don't know that he knows he's he's being made fun of. Well, I mean, Fred... Durst is really big on um, being bullied, and you know a lot of his messages on right. the song. So I'm wondering if he's but put Fred's together. These guys all it. have been bullied throughout the years. Or, Fred's in on it. God, that's why Fred it, knows. It'd be interesting to ask him and what his take is. I mean, oh, we're putting together a good Coco I mean, the gorilla this. had more self awareness than like he would look in a mirror and see Coco the gorilla, and we all thought, oh my god, he's self aware. Like he knows that's him. He'll actually like move something on his head he sees in the mirror. That doesn't happen with animals. Self-awareness is a human thing. It's a weird thing. Dogs can recognize dogs in mirrors, but they very very rarely look and then like straighten their collars because the mirror they understand the concept of reflection. Corey doesn't. Do you think that was going on or he was already in the pipe when we were talking to him back saying, "Hey, would you come out for our Christmas show?" No, because the lady that it was a last minute. The lady we were, were talking to said, "I'm not sure you have Corey's best interest." Right. At no, heart. but what I'm saying when we were asking him back at that time, do you think the Loserville thing was already in the? Maybe, but they were real interested they in were. coming out until they heard the show and said, "Hold on a second, I don't think you've got Corey's best interests in." Uh, like, no. what's your angle here? So, if he's Andy Kaufmaning this thing, he would have jumped all over our Christmas show. Corey Feldman's Christmas? He's Jewish. It's even better for He's him. He's making to, money. Yeah. He doesn't know. This Maybe is going to end badly. Riff this is on our side. <laughs> Riff Raff is self-aware. I don't either, but I've looked him up a little bit. I'm like, oh, Riff Raff gets it. Riff Raff knows his reputation. Fred Durst knows people hate him. He knows it. And they still kind of are like, well, you at least you know I'll still kind of dig your live show. 
Well, the thing is, they even, end in a murder. They even know now. They know they were the laughing stock after the whole new metal thing died, and everybody hated Fred. I mean, he's going up now in old man outfit with the uh, the dad yeah. pants yep. and the gray hair yep. and the you know he's playing so the he's role. He's playing the role. Right. Yeah, he's owning it. Michael says Corey delusional, maybe because he was raped at a young hey, Brady to delusional. Well, <laughs> yesterday we. Yeah, it's true. Maybe they'll ask me in the. Help him out in the dressing room. It makes me want to know what Michael Jackson did to this guy to give him such tunnel vision that it's, it's he's just, he's like a dog with a tennis ball. It's just I'm just going to focus on this one thing, and nothing around me will ever matter. He's it's going to eventually that's going to break, and he's going to snap. And we've got a Corey Feldman situation where he starts shooting up. This guy says you're obsessed with him. It's a train wreck. I know. I'm obs- I've never seen this type of delusion in my life. Somebody spiked his Jesus juice back in the day. Me, Dan Soder, J- uh, Big Jay Okerson. Like, I'm not the only one. Like, when you get involved in the Corey Kool-Aid, you have, to, you have to watch to see what happens next. You cannot fathom the lack of awareness that this guy puts out there. It is unreal. You guys witnessed it when I said, please come with me. Worth it. Every, worth it. All every of you. Di- every all time. of you. You. Brett. Mm-hmm. My friend Chris. All of you said, it can't be this bad. You undersold it. I, like I said. Yeah. I undersold I'm like, I'm telling you, you have never seen human behavior this way. I'm telling you, you will not be let down. And I had my fingers crossed that it would be at least as good as the first one. And it was twice as good as the first one as far as his delusion and, and nonsense. It's constant. And I am going to be front row at this Loserville show, and I'm going to watch it. And I think, I'm hoping, this is the, the one that he loses it on. It's going to be one of the, I, this is a bad thing. It's going to be one of those deals where he takes his own life on stage. We're heading that way. It's scary see, to think. I'm, I'm thinking, he's got to be a featured deal. Like, if, if it's full band and he's got his set, you're... you're potentially right. He's going to do something horrible to himself. The day hopefully the, he has better fans on the flags. Look to, flo- to fly. And- <laughs> the day he realizes, oh, they're laughing at me. He still doesn't. The day he realizes that, and then looks at his thirteen hundred dollar paycheck, and has to go to another town and get another thirteen hundred. But meanwhile, it costs eight hundred bucks from go to one town to another. He's not making. Any, there's no way he's making any money. You saw the Marquee Theater. Oh yeah, it was it, uh, about four hundred people that dwindled, dwindled down to about thirty five while Corey was on stage. But they told us that he doubled his ticket sales from the last time, right? Because he had a better <laughs> opening act that had a huge following. It was because and, of us. Because of us, <laughs> we helped. There's no question. Sold a box set that night. That's right. And, and how excited were they that they sold a box set? Shocked. He pointed to me. You know. Oh, my God. That guy bought a box set. From the stage, he saw that I had the box set and made a, a point. Oh, my God. He bought a box set. That's crazy. But I, I personally think, and you'll hear the commercial here in a second, this is going to be the straw that breaks the comeback king's back. This is going to be it. This is, somewhere along the line, he's just going to have a moment of clarity and realize, I am the joke. People aren't laughing and having a good time. I, they're laughing at me. And it's going to end in tragedy. I, for one, feel no guilt at all for perpetuating this. But a Limp Biscuit should. They're putting him on two biggest stages. He's got to be on his own. It'll last longer if he's on his own. You put him in. It's like when when I say bring nuns to our show, 
bad idea. You don't want to bring an audience of people that are going to make it obvious that things aren't good. Oh, it's bad. I mean, who 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 wouldn't want to see? Oh no, this nightmare. You have the video. No. I'm the comeback, comeback king. I am missing nothing. If you're going to go into swing, better make it sting. Cause I'm the comeback. When I was at Royal Blood, I turned to Chris Catero, who a friend of mine, who's a great musician. And uh, Royal Blood was destroying the stage, just wrecking. And then I turned and looked at him because he went to Feldman with us. And I said, you know, these guys on stage right now and Corey Feldman have the same job. (laughs) (laughs) They both tell people, I'm a musician, successful touring musician. This. Big opener. Boy, Fred's got some competition, man. (laughs) Loserville. And I'm getting tickets. I think they go on sale today. Yeah. 10 o'clock. Oh, baby. VIP. And I want to talk to Fred. Fred, you know what you're doing. Why did you do dinner with Schmucks, the concert? And it's so Fred is, and look at the lineup. Fred is the conquering hero. He's the coolest guy. He's He's the coolest guy in the lineup. Like Fred Durst is the guy you're like, Fred, what are you doing with these idiots? Fred Durst is the guy you'd most hang out with out of all of them. That's impressive. Sean McDermott should talk about Fred Durst's plan. Now he got dinner with schmucks on stage. Pretty amazing. Do the other markets know that, though? Oh, everybody's aware of Corey Feldman. The guy from the darkness. You got 80 people in each city he's gone to. No I'm not saying the crowds know, but they when you hear the words Corey Feldman, you're like, what? And then you start watching it, you start laughing, and he thinks you're having a good time. Yeah, it's Justin Hawkins from The Darkness does a podcast, and he did a breakdown of what he thinks Corey Feldman's, the joke's on us. So he thinks it's a coffee. He's like, there is no possible way you can make these mistakes night in and night out and never correct them. And he's not wrong. But then when you see it, you're like, he's not that good an actor either. It's too real. It's happening. Anyway, it'll be here. When is that show next? October? August. Oh, August. All right. Your sweater ass is off, but worth it. Uh, Got tiptoes at the end of January. My birthday, which will be nice. Uh, And then August. And then if I check out at that point, uh, I'll have seen everything I need to see. Corey Feldman's stage meltdown. Over under is August. I think by the time they get here... The meltdown has happened. If he makes it through the tour, he could lose it before that. Nah, that's we, what I, we may have to fly to Chicago and catch oh, like one of the first three shows. For, top three shows is that'd be really, amazing. See, that's now that's what I'm, I'm rooting for him to discover the top three shows. This is bad, and then by the time they get to Phoenix, he's boiled down to just a puddle of Corey, and then he's on stage, <laughs> and he and he just does the stop, 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 right, right in the middle of Comeback King. Stop, stop, stop the music, and then they cut it off, and then he goes. I live in a world of Feldman sh- and then or just jumps off of something. I, it's, there's no question this ends badly. He's going to Gomer pile himself he's go- from he's Full Metal Jacket. He's going to Full Metal Jacket in front of us and we'll all go, well, who didn't see this coming? Sean McDermott will talk about it in a few years and it's, it, you'll see. Anyway, Loserville. Tickets on sale today and Limp Biscuits never had a bigger draw. In Phoenix, at least. I hope it sells out in like an hour. I'll know why. I'll know what you people are up to. Let's get a wake-up song and not the comeback king. A good one to start off this glorious Friday uh, together. We'll scream it. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up!
Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? All right, there's Alliance. One more week of Alliance. Uh, damn it, and I'm, I'm going to miss that that uh, group. I'm going to miss those kids. And next year will be the last of the next week is the last of the Alliance week, and then uh, no more Alliance. And the Mohicans are all gone. We're not going to have them around anymore. I can't wait to see what Mike and the Molotovs come up with, though. It's, it hopefully. I love you, and you love me. I just want, yeah, I just want uh, country their guitarist to have something. Prominent in the song more than just guitar, and and the other dude, the other big dude, that, they were just great. Yeah. Mike and the Molotovs was a lot of fun, and we missed their show, which was I think last, last night. night. Yeah. I couldn't go because I had to watch that stupid Steelers. Should have went. I should have <laughs> absolutely just opened the doors to the gang and said, "I'm out." What a disaster! Uh, what are you going to do? I got an email from a guy here, and I will read pretty much any email with the subject that said, <laughs> "I would blow you if I was Dua Lipa." No. And you know what? That's one step closer. It said, uh, uh, I know you got tomorrow's big show. I loved you and Jonathan Kite's chemistry. I downloaded the episodes on my phone so I can listen after I catch up with the podcast when I got nothing to do. Uh, and no offense, uh, you do great voices, but his Tom Hanks is amazing. That's why he's coming back. It is one of the best impressions I've ever heard. It's so much fun. Not even that it's perfect or anything. It's a caricature of Tom Hanks, but man, is it a fun impression. Uh, he's uh, suggested a bit for us on the stage tomorrow. Like I have, we have that segment tomorrow night called "Make the Monkey Dance," and I've gotten quite a lot of suggestions. Several not so kosher, not such a great idea, <laughs> but some are great. To where you put the celebrities of choice into scenarios, and I've allowed it. Here's his. It says I have one that's a, and he calls it the Holmberg Darkie Show. It is Holmberg after dark. It is, <laughs> I don't think that that's. I'm going. I know you. Bringing the wrong audience. It says, uh, I figured Kite would obviously do as Tom Hanks. You have a prop with him on stage. So Kite on stage with his Wilson that he made in the hotel after he came back from the island and his wife shunned him. So it's basically Wilson with a hole in it because now he's just he's just banging Wilson's face. So now we're doing carrot top jokes. And that says, uh, anyway, she gave him his car, left his own house. Uh, like we were talking about the other day, he takes Wilson 2.0 and starts talking, you know, she had to leave me. I was dead for five years in her eyes and in a moment of silence, but then you off stage with a mic answering as Wilson in the voice of OJ, tell him how to handle this situation. It's not bad. OJ is very popular in your suggestions on my email, by the way. You guys want an entire night of OJ. And I'm the guy to give it to you. I have no other, I, I got no, I think it's a great plan. We had a few Rico Blaze come through, too. No, Rico Blaze. At the end of the night, maybe he'll clear it. But, yeah, I like – here's the thing about O.J. Simpson, since it's impression night tomorrow at Holmberg After Dark. Uh, you may think, geez, John does that O.J. Simpson a lot. Certain voices feel like a massage. 
There's a certain aspect of the OJ impression that when I got it, I'm like, that feels so good. It's almost like throat masturbating. OJ's voice in my throat. Your throat goat? Yes. <laughs> when I put OJ in my throat, everything's better. <laughs> uh, this guy says, I can't go because I live in another state, but how will I know if my ideas and my videos made Bert's top 10? Uh, they want to know if there's an award for being the top video in Bert's videos and if they get uh, one of their ideas put on the air or on the uh, stage. Uh, I don't know. We're, uh, look, there's a pre-party. There's a pre-party tomorrow at Copper Blues before the show. Good chance this night of chaos turns into something none of us remember, except Brady. You guys should have seen yourselves acting a fool. I had to get home by 12, so. I can't imagine... Yesterday at the uh, Steelers thing, my buddy Richard was there, and he says, uh, so what is it? And I'm like, I don't know. And he goes, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm like, I, he goes, what are you going to do? And I just stared at him. I'm like, I kind of have, I really don't know. And he goes, good for you. Like, that excited him. There's a like, rough outline. That's no, it's not even <laughs> yeah. that. It's not even, an, it's just rough. It's like, let's just see what we've got. And I talked to Jonathan Kite about it, and he's like, ah, let's just throw it out there. I'm like, I'm in on that, but I really don't know how to. I don't know what we're doing. We have a band like my man Marty is. Marty and Ryan are going to be. It's going to be like the Tonight Show, only without Fallon. Although Fallon may show up, it's going to be like a good Tonight Show. But I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. And that seemed to get people more excited. And now I'm starting to regret the whole thing because expectation. So we have to get everybody really drunk. We have to, Brett, that's your job before the videos. All right. Tomorrow from 9 to 11 at the pre-party, lather this crew up so they can go in there and, it, you know, we don't need this thing to be like high expectations. I, not, not, I don't know. We don't know. Maybe it goes great. I'm not so sure. Sounds just like a regular show for us. We just that's go true. in there and not know what we're going to do and just do true. it. <laughs> right. That's very true. Yeah, I wake up every morning with that same, I don't know what's going on. What are we? What is going on? We'll, we'll, we'll figure it Let out. Let me throw this out there. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and then you know, next thing you know, you're talking about how, what good ideas Al Qaeda had. And it's like, Jesus Christ, how did this? Uh, somebody pointed out if football's getting so sensitive, the two year old speeches by Sean McDermott can't be, you know, kosher anymore. You have to go apologize. What about the word blitz? The word blitz is involved. Like, that comes from something fairly horrible. Yeah. Are we going to get that sensitive that we can't say blitz? Because what that comes from, and lots of people died. Yeah, I think the first phrase that needs to go from football is uh, um, the, well, how do you say it without being crass? Chris Collinsworth says it all the time. This guy's coming all night. And I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't listen to that. That's my brain. And then the other one, they're like, well, he's got to get off the field. He needs a blow. All right. I don't, I don't like that either. <laughs> Plenty of things that are said that could be taken the other way. You don't word police everything. I mean, I kind of do. But if you do have suggestions for the big uh, Holmberg After Dark show tomorrow and you want to put scenarios out there, and if you're going, especially, it'd be great. Holmberg at 98kupd.com. I've got a few really good ones and a few just absolute clunkers. <laughs> but if they come out of that, we'll give it a try. Some are pretty good, though. We've got, uh, I'll see if I can share a couple here, if I can find them. Um, somebody said keeping up with the Joneses. I like that one. Tommy Lee and Alex Jones and then have somebody else do another Jones. I could. I, I don't know what the third one would be. Uh, 
wrestlers. I can do a good Shirley Jones. Can you? Yeah. All right. We're going to leave you out of that one. I don't mind telling you that uh, that's something you're not going to be part of. I'll audition. All right. Give it a try. We'll do it uh, before. (laughs) Maybe this afternoon. Uh, This guy says, wrestlers running for president. And the topic, abortion. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Because I know Jonathan Kite does a John Cena impression. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's pretty good. So, uh, yeah, other celebrities trying to become Avengers was one. We kind of did that. Although that's not bad. Got a couple ideas for that. So there's going to be a ton of those. uh, And people have thrown out their ideas. If you've got any, put them in there. If you're going especially and you want to tell me at the pre-party, hey, how about this? That's fine, too. I'll I'll put it on the list. We'll get them in there. Here's uh, OJ and Rico Blaze on a double date. Why am, that's all me. <laughs> Include the yeah. guest. I don't want to do this all hey, night. I don't I'm, know. That's look, I'm said. hosting. <laughs> OJ and Rico Blake. On a double date. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Don't. I got the ideas are flowing now. Hey, how you doing, Rico? Are we ready to go? I, uh, <laughs> I just think maybe we should talk about the date that we got going on because, uh, well, I'm not bringing a woman. I couldn't get one, so we're going to double-team date is what we're going to do right now. Yeah, we are, OJ. And you know what I'm going to ask you to do when I'm done with this bitch? What's that, man? I'm going to need you to trim the fat, if you know what I'm saying. You know, I got to get rid of that fat bitch. There you go. That's it. We got the whole show right. There you go. So expect more of this nonsense tomorrow night. That's the deal. Because the juice is loose. All over that fat bitch. That's right, OJ. We're going to do a little Rico after dark. <laughs> and we can do that at noon because Rico is a black man. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to eclipse this fat bitch. He likes some fat. I'm not so sure I like that. I will have to carve off some of that woman like a ham. Speaking of ham, Larry McFeely's still giving away ham for the holidays. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. All right, I'm just saying. Uh, Larry still catches heat for that. What are you writing? Nothing. All right, good. Uh, yeah, so tomorrow night, Holmberg After Dark. We don't know what's going to happen. Caliendo's probably scared to death. Jonathan Kite, I know, isn't. He's ready to go. The videos are uploaded. We're trying to figure out how to make the screen, uh, Guadalupe Square screen. Got a pretty good template. I don't know if it works. We're going to test that out tomorrow afternoon. I don't know. Try to get a live Guadalupe Squares in there. Moe's going to show up, try to host the squares. Brady will actually be the center square for the very first time ever. What? Yeah. I like his secret I'm square. That's yeah, not it. I'm going to do it still. It's a, Brady's always the, the center square. We know that. The secret square might have to pop its head out. Oh. Or actually behind a curtain. So we can't, you know, all of your hand gestures. Are, oh, that's right. It is a secret yeah, it's after a secret, all. So, and you, and you can't see it or you'll guess immediately. <laughs> it's not Andy Reid. Although it may look exactly like that. Uh, we're excited about it tomorrow. Uh, yesterday, we talked about the guy in uh, Peru who was a Down syndrome and was running, running, for running for office. He was run for office a couple of times. And uh, we talked about what a, uh, maybe a great idea, you know, maybe a great – and his slogan is, it's time. And, uh, yeah, like I said yesterday, years ago, I'd have probably fought this and thought, well, we got to stop. we got to have my – old, my old phrase that I no longer believe. I no longer believe this. And it's been recent. I don't want people in office that I can relate to. That started with George Bush. It actually started when Clinton went on Arsenio's show and started to just relate to us like he's one of us. 
And I've always wanted the president to be exceptional human characteristics. I never wanted him to be, you know, I know they're flawed humans, but I, I never wanted him to pretend. Want it like royalty in I a way. hated the phrase, he's a guy you can have a beer with. Brett's a guy I want to have a beer with. The president is a guy too uh, cerebral to want to drink a beer with me. He's got too much on his plate and too much thinking to do. He can be nice to me. It doesn't mean he has to look down on me. But I want him to be an exceptional human being. I no longer believe that. I no longer care about that. Now I want the president to, to be just as dopey as ever because I'm here for the jokes. Because I'm not real sure it matters. I know it affects the economy, think, but it ebbs and flows. Everything's been... Don't in, you think that changed with the age? No, absolutely. Bit? Because as I aged, I realized, oh, it's just a cycle. We're going to go through some good ones. We're going to go through some bad ones, depending on my opinion. Like, I liked this time of my life, uh, like financial. And you start getting assets and you start realizing, oh, it's different. Nothing's per- different. Perception of the that person out there. Because I think about, you know, when you're saying, uh, I couldn't have a beer with him because he's just on I, that level. No, it's not on that level. I just want an exceptional human being that I'm not thinking to myself, sure would like to drink a beer with him. I don't want to see the president as I see you or Brett. I don't want to think to myself, he'd be a good guy to take over to a bar and just chitter-chat with. Doesn't mean like, this guy can't do that. He can have a beer. I just don't want to be a relatable bar patron as the most powerful man in the world. Yeah. And now I do. And now I'm fine with it. Because I realize that if you go back in time and look at all the, uh, you know, the politicians and their pitches to us to elect them, we're getting off foreign oil. This uh, okay, this environment's got to change. I'm going to kill the deficit. It's never been. Nothing changes. Yep. Some of them do a better job than others. Uh, if you're uh, on the right side of the aisle, you hate when Democrats do stuff because it affects your business. And when you're on the left, it, it, the right side gets in, it affects your business. So you just it depends on how much money you're making at the time and whoever's in there. They can control the right. information, too, the perception sure. of presidents. But, You'd only hear whatever right. they're putting out. But now they're, you know... They went on Arsenio, played the sax, and now Jimmy Fallon is part of the reason why we got to figure out whether we like the guy or not. I don't. Want, I don't care if I like the president. I don't care at all. Is he I, kick ass? That's all I want you to do. I don't care if you're a likable fella or I could have you over to dinner. I don't want you over to dinner. I want you to have better things to do. Used to feel that way. This Down syndrome guy had me thinking yesterday. It's better this way. And I got an email from someone who heard it, and he says, John. I have a 28-year-old son with Down syndrome. And yesterday, he and I were in the garage, and we heard you talking about a Down syndrome guy running for office. Guess what he wants to do? We created this. He's going to try and run for city council. I honestly think he wants to do it, and I'm behind him, especially after listening to you. (laughs) Once his campaign is official, I'll let you know his name and his intentions. I don't want his name out there right now, you understand, because today... He's saying he wants to be a politician. Tomorrow he might tell me he wants to be a sunflower. (laughs) So let's wait and see if this sticks. But if it does, I want you in on this. I'll tell you right now. His name's Daryl. I'll be your campaign manager, Daryl. I will be, and I will pay for all the advertising. I don't know if that's legal or not. I might have to kick myself off the air. But I'll do it. I will, will, look, he's not a good politician if you don't have somebody in the bag. So I'll say it here on the air, and then we'll deny it later. But I'll pay for all your ads here at KUPD. And we'll get you out there, and I'll mention you an awful lot in passing. It'll be crooked, but that's what a good politician does. What, what if you'd help a fundraiser? No, no. Because I don't think you could. Okay. I want to teach him the dark ways of politics also. I'm going to get him involved in a scandal right away. Because the media will look horrible attacking a guy with Down syndrome who may have mismanaged a couple bucks. It's, of course he did. 
Give him a break. He didn't know. It's a lot of words. And you know what it'll do? I thought about this yesterday afternoon. I was talking to Susan. And she's a, you know, queen of uh, all things here. And she says to me, I listen to you and I don't. Like, can you call them downs? You just kept saying the downs. It's kind of the hip new kid way to call it, you know, down syndrome. I know Susan's not really into that. But I started thinking about that. You know how hard it is to, to like a bill when politicians get hold of it? This, this dawned on me in my drive home yesterday. If the downs were running things, all those gigantic bills that are 30 and 50, you know, chapters long would be like a page and a half just so the president or the guy understood it. You can't go into detail too much. It eliminates all sorts of superfluous silliness. Hiding stuff in there. Down syndrome people are yes and no people. They don't care about, like, why is pork involved? Like, he would, a Down syndrome person would have more logic than a politician to say, hey, how come in the abortion bill we're worried about grain sales? Why is that included? It's like, oh, it's, uh, they call that pork. I don't want it in there. Confusing. And then they'd have a one-pager. This could actually fix some stuff. Let's just eat the pork now. Take it out of the bill. How bad would it be if the city councilman misappropriated a couple of accounting dollars during his campaign and then gets called out by, you know, that guy with the big bags under his eyes over on Channel 3 that does that uh, politics unplugged? Dennis, what's his name? Welch? He looks like he hasn't slept in years. And he goes up to a mentally challenged person and says, tell me about your misappropriation of funds. And the guy goes, I'm sorry. Dennis Welch looks like an asshole. We can't lose with this guy. So Daryl, father of Downs. That's right. That's what you're known as now, the father of Downs. I want to be your campaign manager when you finally reveal this wonderful child of yours. 28 years old. How old do you have to be to run in city council? Like 15 Probably 25. Probably old enough to vote. 25. I don't know. City councils, they don't care about that at all. You can be a child and do that. It's a low aspiration, and then usually they they just test the waters to see if they've got any chops. I like this idea. And like like that guy down there, Mujica, says in Peru, it's time. Let's get some Downs people in that circle. (laughs) Down with the Downs, I say. (laughs) I want to be king of the Down syndrome people. That's what I want. I want them to hail me as their king because I'm giving them an opportunity to run the planet. It is time. So you want to be like C-3PO on the thing where yeah. the Ewoks are carrying him through? Yes, yeah, so it would look very similar. Okay. <laughs> a bald, weird thing that's kind of shiny being carried around by a bunch of little overly hairy people who don't really make much sense when they talk. <laughs> yes, the Ewoks. And I may dress them up. Like, that would be adorable. It, there's a scandal... And the Downs kid, I'm like, all right, here, you got to wear the Ewok outfit. But they're going to ask me about my money problems. If you go out in that Ewok thing, the first thing you're going to hear is, oh, it's not going to, the, the media is going to be totally disarmed if you go dressed as an Ewok to this, uh, you know, this witch hunt. Okay, Mr. Holmberg, I'll take your word for it because you are my C-3PO. Right, get out there. <laughs> Do what's right. Tap him on his little Ewok ass and send him out to tell me about the money thing. I wasn't very, I didn't know what I was up to. All right. Well, I don't have any follow-ups for that. At least he copped to it. I'll give it back. All right. That's all we need. Thank you. Then you say a slogan. It's time. Yes. 7.06 a.m. <laughs> it's time. Bye-bye. <laughs> and just for no reason, it says, vote downs, paper or plastic. Why? <laughs> Nobody would know why, but he says that. Paper or plastic, that's what we're after. 
Life is about choices. Jellybeans. One side or the other. So I would like to announce my campaign, paper or plastic. It's a simple decision. I'm going to bag this election. <laughs> what? We're going to bag it up. <laughs> this election is in the bag. Paper or plastic. Vote downs. <laughs> I'm a downsy and I approve this message. So we've got one, boys. This little weird article. There might be multiple outdated. candidates. We might have to have a debate. God damn it. Will that ever happen right here? Yes. The morning sickness debates. Downs debates. Oh, my God. Paradise and Pearl will be uh, hosting the uh, debates <laughs> right. or what? We'll have them sitting here as the moderators and just, oh, oh, the entertainment factor is the highest I've ever heard. King of the Downs. That's me. He's our leader, you know. <laughs> the very mild case of Down syndrome. Yes, my eyes made it through. One of them. Anyway, Daryl, you and your son, I'm rooting for you already in this next election, but it could be awesome. I can't wait to find out if Daryl's son, I would find out his name. Like, he wouldn't give us his name just because if he does change his mind and want to be Post Malone tomorrow. <clears throat> It changes things yeah, up. Daryl's like, I shouldn't have given his name out on the air. And I understand that. But if you do know somebody named Daryl who's got a Downs kid who's in his late 20s, more than likely that's our guy. <laughs> like, hey, I know a Daryl with a Down syndrome son in his late 20s. That's our guy. Watching that uh, uh, Love on the Spectrum show. Yeah. I'd have voted for a couple of those people. They just figured stuff out real easy. It was all just very pragmatic. They didn't, you know, the only problem that most of those folks had on that show was that they emotionally fell for things too fast. Like, they weren't susceptible to tricks as much as they were to love. Like, they immediately fell in love and liked people too fast. And it wasn't that they trusted them. They loved them. I love you. And, I mean, imagine disarming President Xi or Putin with that immediately. A nuclear disarmament must occur in the next month. I love you. Okay, that's adorable. <laughs> Stop it. I love you, Vladimir. <laughs> I would like you to stop saying you love me so much because you're making me blush. I love you. <laughs> All right, what do you want? No more nukes. All right. I did it, everybody. He comes out dressed for no reason in a rocky robe. I did it. No more nukes. His vice president's a duck. We're fine with it. I'm very excited about this. Now that I've gotten this email, it's even better. Uh, so, damn it, John. How about uh, tomorrow night? A bit gave me an idea. The greatest actor of all time, Michael Caine. <laughs> with Down syndrome, running for office. I don't even know how. Now that's putting me through the paces there. I'm Michael Caine. I'm right down syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty close. That's pretty close. I'm only 15 years old. Yeah, but i got to add the accent. In. It is a little Michael Caine-ish. I told you to blow the bloody doors off. Bananas, jelly beans. <laughs> yeah, we'll work on that. But I don't think that's a thing anybody else is going to be entertained by, Nick. So, just you. 15 jelly beans. So, John, you, uh, you guys have may come up with the most glorious event in radio history. The Downs Debates. I would like Brady to moderate that. I think Brady's got a I good chance it. of making those people very comfortable. <laughs> this guy is 
trouble reading all the questions. Spit it out already. Yeah. Uh oh, this one says, damn it. My daughter has Downs. She'll be 18 next year. Let's get this thing rolling. She'd be cool being the first female Downs running for something. And if not, just ask her twice. She'll probably agree to do it eventually. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They all eventually. I don't want to do that. Would you like to be vice president? No, I don't think so. Would you like to be vice president? Okay. And again, the Constitution, this guy's right. It makes perfect sense, John. The Constitution wasn't meant to be complicated. It was written by grown men with third-grade educations. That's what we keep forgetting. These founding fathers we lean on so much, they just had good vocabularies. They weren't aware of anything. Just their own little surroundings. They were educated. Yeah, educated to that level. Back then, they In didn't England. know much. Okay, they didn't know anything by today's standards. You shoot those guys into today, and they're stupid as stumps. But what they'd come here with is, wait a minute. Why are you making this so hard? Back then, the goal was, let's make it easy. Uh, we didn't like that England uh, persecuted us for religion, so we came here and we said we're not a religious thing. Okay, simple as punch. We can't get involved, and they can't get involved. That's the beauty of the Constitution. They're like little tiny sentences that say, here's one thing you can't do, here's one thing we can't do. Done. Next. It's glorious. And if you shot George Washington into 2023... You'd be dealing with probably the dumbest man you've ever met in your life by today's standards. And that's all we do today is look back at how dumb everyone was and then uh, cancel them. They weren't bright. They could, you know, spin a sentence. They sure did have good uh, vocabularies, but they weren't smart. They, I don't even know if they knew what germs were yet. Look at how much the uh, fighting strategy changed throughout the time when they first were doing it. It's got to be very formal. You want to tell me those guys were smart when they said, Hitting all right, lines. here's how war works. <laughs> Line up and shoot at each other and then switch lines. Line two. Right. right. It was a terribly dumb group. Not a smart bunch. A few of them were smarter than the others. But how they it really... changed because it's just amazing because all the other wars that had happened, maybe they didn't know enough about them. They weren't lining up. Here's the thing about history that I love. And it comes, like Winston Churchill, I think, was the one who said it. Uh, victory, or history goes to the victor. Whoever won gets to tell the story of what happened. But what history does is, is glorify the good guys, vilify the bad guys. But you never hear the stupid, dumb ideas that the good guys sometimes have. That just goes away. I'm sure there's a few things Ben Franklin said that were like, what the f*** is Ben talking about? Yeah, but nobody had an iPhone back then. Right, but yeah, so. so you could erase it. Yeah. And then it's just like, if you think of Ben Franklin, all you think of uh, poor Richard's Almanac, all these great ideas, the kite. and the, I mean, the dude was flying a kite with a piece of metal on it in a lightning storm. How smart was he? He didn't discover electricity. Electricity discovered him. He got electrocuted and they were like, he did, and they were so stupid to go, he, he discovered electricity. He was electrocuted. He was, if you saw that today, it would be like if a dude was trying to do a high wire act on a, like that mother going to burn up. What's he doing? I think I'll fly it with a key. Let's see what happens. You're the dumbest mother on the planet. And we give him credit for discovering electricity because he got electrocuted one day. I think it was because he's like, if I do this, will this give me more poon? But also think about it today. If uh, you got electrocuted flying a metal kite in a lightning storm and a mentally challenged person came up to you, they would silver lining it just like we did. Ben go, well, guess what? In a weird way, 
you've discovered electricity. Like, they found a way to make that all right. When essentially it was a fat, weird drunk outside with a metal kite in a lightning storm. That's dumb. But he didn't know it was dumb. Because he was even dumber than we give him credit for now. That man was dumb. 53,000 degrees going down that line. You hear me say it now. Ben Franklin was dumb. By today's standards. Back then, flying metal kites in a lightning storm seems like a good idea. Also keep in mind, dude was standing outside in the rain for no reason, having an afternoon. They always show a picture of it like there's the window. Right. So if he's flying around, they're like, try to get a car. Try to get a kite in the air. Unless there's a hurricane out your window. Now, let's just see what happens if I tie metal to this. Brilliant. Right. Idiot. It was dumb. If that happened next door, there's a horrible monsoon coming and Dave's standing in the rain trying to fly a kite. Call the police. It's (laughs) gone crazy. (laughs) Ben Franklin is an idiot. If you place him today. Back then, a revolutionary. Look at him out there. Early bird gets the worm. I also don't know how you can consider that in, uh, invention or discovery of electricity because what's the next step? Now that I've discovered it, it'll be in every home. How are you going to do that? Well, we all have to have kites with keys on it and hope that it rains. He didn't discover how to get it. He just knew that one way was pretty powerful. We need to harness that electricity. He was basically Doc Brown. gigawatts. Marty, I've discovered electricity. What the hell's a gigawatt? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Ben Franklin was dumb. All of our founding fathers were were dumb. But what they were were simple men. Simple men who knew how to fight. They were just badass. They were hell's angels. They they knew how to fight. They knew how to get through a, a war. They knew how to cheat. That's why we're a country. We hid in trees and stuff and broke England's rules. And uh, we just basically, uh, we're a black and white society going, nah, this way works and this way doesn't, so let's try that. Write that sentence down. Don't make it too complicated so people can't really question it. They were all lawyers of the day, too. Come on. It's funny. I was looking up Franklin. I'm like, what would he, his job, well, he started out successful newspaper editor and printer. Sure. They all had good words. They read a lot. So they knew how to speak to each other. But none of them were educated by standards of any sort of substance he was old when he started that 23 yeah he was almost was dead old. <laughs> i think he lived a long time <laughs> he's but he's got was, 10 more years he, he was probably counting the days at that point he was a grandfather of eight by 23 he's flying kites in the rain that's a lunatic doing that so let's get the downs back in this thing and start living life like let's get some founding father brains back on this project i'm all for this Sean Lloyd says he wasn't that dumb. He did uh, make his son fly the kite, evidently, while he was taking notes. Yeah, sure, he blew his son up. That was just how they performed abortions in the late 1700s. You got a kite flyer? (laughs) Hey, kid, grab this metal kite and run around outside in the rain. But, Father, just do it or I'll beat you. Jesus, don't you know what year it is? All right. Running around outside, taking off. Well, so far, so good. Every time, oh, geez, there he's down. He's down. Something good happened there, and the kite's on fire. I think that's electricity. (laughs) What he did was discover the word electricity. Jesus, electric. Whoop, that just shot out of my mouth. I don't even know what that is. Did you have the word electric before that day? Then someone else discovered electricity. 
But it's a pretty stupid way to find out. You got electricity. I'm going to harness one of those lightning bolts. Nothing bad can happen from that. Oh, yeah. You're the dumbest mother on the planet. Go write a book. <laughs> I'm going to see what fronts of cars do to my face. Oh, yeah. We, we discovered collisions. <laughs> that guy's not in the history books. I bet you I can wrestle that camel. I bet you Ben Franklin said stuff like, I bet you I beat that ostrich up. Okay. Well, he's a bro at the bar. Yeah, yeah. that's essentially Come what he was. Come on, man. I'll that, bet you I can do I, that. I can almost bet you that that kite thing was a bar bet. <laughs> you can't get a kite with... Uh, you. I bet you couldn't get it up right now. But it's raining, especially now. I'll give you three cents, which was like a billion dollars. And a shot of Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> Probably had Jameson. The Irish were all yeah. over it. Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Bring back the downs. This guy, Nicholas, is like, listeners are dumb. Although several universities and other educational institutions bear his name, Washington didn't go to college. The only major founding father without a college education. He left school at 15 because his family couldn't afford it. As a result, he was self-taught in many fields. Same as me. But he read more and had a better vocabulary. That's all. They, 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 we read what they wrote and we're like, man, they must have been brilliant. Nah. It's just how they talked back then. 150 years from now, somebody will look back at what Brett wrote down and go, my God, he's like the Queen's English. <laughs> Although they'll say, man, my f- devil, all good. Because that's the direction <laughs> we're going. He don't do that. I hear your kids. They can't even say the word mountain anymore. Mountain. Okay. You're the whitest <laughs> girl in the room. There's people on the mountain. <laughs> my, my friends. I broke my button. My, my friend's daughter. We were in a golf cart, bougie moment, driving from his house to mine, and they're taking me home in their golf cart, and it has Christmas lights and all that. And she's in the back, and there's people climbing uh, what I used to call Squaw Peak, but they tore it down and rebuilt it. It's Piestawa now. And there's a line of lights going up there. And Kate goes, geez, look at all the lights on the mountain. <laughs> Mark goes, why do you say it that way? I'm like, I, all of them do, Mark. There's no fighting it. What? You want me to say mountain? No, how about mountain? Mountain. Like, stop it. My button. I hate kids. My button. I lost weight at Red Mountain. <laughs> and no, just then, you were so glad you called Dr. <laughs> oh, Lynn, Oh, my right? God. Yeah. I just started poking her with a hanger. She's like, what are you doing? And it's called an abortion. <laughs> Late term, but I'm doing it. Uh, anyway. Mountain. Yeah, your kids are dumb, and they're going to look back at what we wrote 150 years now because they're going to raise dummies, and those dummies are going to raise dummies. We progressively get uh, a new language involved. What I'm doing right now, talking, a founding father would be like, this guy's illiterate. Like, I'm dangling participles. I'm ending sentences with prepositions. I got also... I, they didn't ever do that. They were smarter when it came to our language, which th- made them seem smart to us now. I think I've got dumb. Kirby off the mountain. She used button. to do it, too. A, a little bit. There was a little hint, and I quickly was... Yeah, stop that. ...doing exaggerations on And that. you, of all people, respect how words are said. Yes. So, yes, that's a smart move on you. Wordsmith. Yeah. I love kids. <laughs> You're the only one in this room that can say <laughs> that right, right now. <laughs> yeah. In fact, Bream is... It's this and one. I don't even like saying that. It sounds creepy. <laughs> I love children. Yeah. I really love children. I uh, love my kid. 
Brett's most famous words through history 100 years from now would be on his tombstone. It's like, the great Brett Fesley of the early 21st century once said, hey, buddy, give me a boost. And then, <laughs> and then he discovered gravity. Because he was thrown off the shoulders of a chubby little man who tossed him onto the ground. Broke his wrist. Yeah, that's that would be what discovering gravity would have been if Newton hadn't gotten hit in the head with an apple. Is boosties from Brett and his little Italian buddy throwing him on the ground, and that's when the great Brett Vesley discovered gravity. How come I fell so fast? We have to do some math on that. Thanks, Sir Isaac Newton. His Wikipedia. He loved Mustangs. Isaac Newton was a smart dude for his time. <laughs> he got hit in the head with an apple. He was sleeping. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> like this is great. It says uh, Jonathan says it's like the movie Idiocracy when they keep saying those founding fathers sure talk like a bunch of homo f words. <laughs> that's what makes that movie hilarious because that's the future we're doing it. Anyway, I digress. Daryl, get that son of yours in. Whoever the other guy was, was it Nick? Whoever has the uh, the daughter who's turning eighteen, run that one too. We're running the down. That we're running the downs. What are they? Isn't it most uh, tracks are called downs? Yeah, yeah. We had Sciota downs, Sciota downs, and there's downs all over the place. Let's run the downs, <laughs> and then a foot race for no reason at all after every debate. Just a, a, a downsy foot race. It's fun, fun. But yeah, we're we're too stupid. We're going to keep going with dumber people. I hate to break it to uh, our friend Kevin at Prestige Billiards, though, but uh, yesterday when he said that that hot air balloon crashed into his house, there's a whole load of listeners now that know where he lives. And that's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, let me warn you listeners, don't mess with this guy. <laughs> Meathead is, uh, it's not worth it, man. I've, I've watched him pick up the slate. I went to help when he on the pool delivered table. my pool table. He had four slabs of slate in the back of his truck. And I'm like, well, can I help out? And he goes, yeah, if you want to grab some. And I watched him pick one up off the top and carry it into my house with his hands. I couldn't move it. This dude is abnormally strong, like Steinbeck strong. Like he's a beast. <laughs> Lenny and George strong, like this dude. <laughs> yeah, he's powerful strong. And so if you guys want to go over there and find the hot air balloon thing and start messing around in Meathead's front yard, you're going to end up. Like one of the puppies from uh, of Mice and Men. It's not good. When you see him start to turn green, run. <laughs> right, because he laughed. He's not like like when the Hulk gets angry. If the Hulk got angry and giggled the whole time, that's what he'd look like. like. They always say that when I'm a tactical black. It's not the size of the guy. In this particular case, it might be because <laughs> I think just he's just... He just... He, punk. he just looks like he'll drill you into the earth and giggle the whole time. My favorite story Meathead has is he was driving that uh, pool table truck down the street, loaded up with pool tables, <laughs> going down the 60, and a meth head ran across the road and jumped in front of his pool table truck. He hits the brake, smashes into the meth head, and gets out, tries to help the guy he just hit with the car, ran out in the freeway, and the dude gets up, starts hitting him. And Kevin grabs him, like, stop it. And then he realizes, oh, I'm dealing with a zombie. And the guy starts swinging away, so... <laughs> Kevin tries to put him out of his misery. Just hit him with a truck. 
starts swinging away, clunk, 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 and he's like, the guy starts smiling and his eyes get bigger. Oh. And he's like, I'm in trouble. Like he's like, and all he did is all I knew to do was just keep swinging. <laughs> his his default was, all right, punch it as many times as you've got punches. And he said, then the cops showed up. And he's just punching away, and the guy's taking every one of them. And Meathead's a big dude. And the guy ran off, and it took eight cops to settle him down. He had just been hit by a pool table truck, and he ran away. So, fair warning. Meathead knows what he's doing. I know the news told you where he lives now because that hot air balloon crashed on his house. But Good luck with that, pal. Might want to leave him alone. Or knock on his door and say, I'd love a pool table. I understand you're the man for the job. And he'll give you free accessories. That's the only thing. Is that the Holmberg discount? That's the, yeah, that's the, sorry about that. The news told you where he lived. Yeah, Kevin's a good dude, but uh, I wouldn't go traipsing around in his yard without him knowing about it. That's all. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats today, Bert? All right, Wake Up Song brought to you by our buddies at Action Ride Shop. It is time. It's time to head up north and get the skiing and snowboarding on. So if uh, you need a new a new pair of skis, a new snowboard, Action Ride Shop's the place to be. And if you don't want to spend the money right now, you just want to go rent some gear and check it out, see if it's for you. Just go to Action Ride Shop. They'll, they'll get you covered. they got all the information, all the uh, advice you're going to need to make the right decisions. So ActionRideShop.com or just go visit the boys down there on Gilbert Road and Southern. And it was uh, 19 years ago today we lost Dimebag Daryl. So oh, wow. everything's coming up, uh, Pantera and the damage plan. So we got five minutes Where alone. Where the down boys wow. go? Because Warrant? Yeah. No. Why, you want that? For the debates? I don't oh, know. no, no, no. That's all right. We'll get that later, Brady. <laughs> that's that's no tribute to Dimebag. Oh. You were thinking about something else while Brett yeah, was talking was. about something very dark. Uh, five minutes alone, becoming the art of shredding, domination, save me from damage plan, mouth for war, primal concrete sledge, and drag. Bars. And how many years ago was it? Nineteen. Nineteen. It was two thousand four. And again, I always say this: I I will never forget driving into work that morning and hearing KTAR's Ned Foster, the the Dimebag Daryl situation. I'm like, why is he talking about Dimebag Daryl when I turn the radio on? And uh, then you found out about the situation. I personally thought we would never, ever, ever, ever go to concerts the same way again after that. Now it's almost back to normal. It's like the way it was. Beyond pre- that, if if yeah, if anything, it's gotten like more lax. Occasionally you go through some metal detectors, but no, no. pretty easy to get around that. The f- so that small, happens to go to little dirt shows. shows and stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah, you go to, yeah, you go to those big shows and they've got them, but... I mean, damage can be done. I, I was I was literally shocked that no, no, you can't shoot Kiss now because they're all AI. So I guess that might have been the future. I honestly thought it would all be screens. I thought it would be movie theater concert. I didn't think they'd put themselves at risk with that heavy, heavy security. It's just basically what it used to be, and I guess that's a good thing. But that that was a tragedy. Like that is a remarkable assassination. A terrible, terrible night. And Ned Foster told me about. Bad news in Ohio, because he used to sing all the news for some reason. Someone called Dimebag Daryl was shot last night. Is he still around? No. <laughs> Not Dime. Oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood <laughs> the question. That's clearly, I, I think know, he's still alive. 19 years ago. Ned Foster? Don't know. Haven't heard. I just remember I was at Jim Sharp's wedding, and Ned Foster and him worked together. 
and they did their vows on mics, and there was feedback. And Ned Foster's he was basically Ned Flanders and a newsman combined, and he's sitting right ahead of us, and he's also had Mr. Mackey's head. From South Park, he had the biggest balloon paper mache head and this little tiny body, and he was always radio. He's one of those I hate radio people, but always one of those guys that talked about feedback or ohms or whatever. It was just garbage talk about cans and my, what mic are you on? Like nobody knows. Shut up. So you go up to the towers and check. Those yes, out he's one of those guys. Time. I just wanted yeah. to hang out with the engineers and learn about the tower. I'm like yuck. It's like the kids who like school too much. But at, the, at Jim's uh, wedding, the microphone fed back. <laughs> I love you so much, Karen. <laughs> and Ned from the audience of the wedding won't let this beautiful moment just have some feedback. Sounds like we need an engineer. <laughs> feedback. <laughs> we, hot mic. Hot mic. I'm like, stop it, dick. It's the man's vows. Yep, there he is. Hot mic, stop, Foster. <laughs> Let him cut through it. We all know you're a radio expert, and this is not good for ratings. I wonder if he would record that Just Fix It for us. <laughs> he's he's the guy. Just Fix It. I'm Ned Foster, and I sound like this all the time. I didn't know the man, but he, he rubbed me the wrong way at Sharp's wedding. In bed by seven. All oh, the program director's going to have a hard time with that feedback. Oh, God, Foster's still on the air in this beautiful outdoor venue in Flagstaff where two people are trying to show us they, they're in love and you won't let go of the technical difficulties. Ugh, he's married to his job. Ah, 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 hot mic. We heard it. Shut up. Let's give him a cigar and some bourbon. He'll be yeah, fine. he's one of those. No, guys. no, Shirley Temple. Ah, I'm not allowed to drink anymore. Yeah, I imagine that got you in some trouble. I've been punched a lot. Really? Really? About to happen again. Yeah. You don't shut up at this guy's wedding. Uh-oh. Remember that? And I stood by, oh, yeah. behind him in the thing. I think I cocked my fist, but I'm going to punch him in the back of the head. Hot mic. Die and laugh. Your love doesn't matter as much because the mic dropped the ratings. These aren't rated events, you ass face. It's his <laughs> wedding. He had a little feedback. It's the venue spot. His wife's just yanking on his arm. Shut up. This is embarrassing. Feedback. Sorry, folks. Technical difficult. Shut up, Foster. You're just in the crowd. ha, 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 ha. But that's how I found out Dimebag Daryl died from that guy. Jim oh. Sharp should have had him sing a reading. Jim Sharp for the, for the wedding should have walked right over to him and taken that mic and cracked him in the face with it. <laughs> Shut up, Foster. We're not on the radio. Ah, ah. But you're trying to broadcast. You're amplifying your voice. What is that? A Shore Fifty Eight Eight Ohm? Shut up, Foster. <laughs> God, I wanted to hit him. <laughs> It's, that's why Brady says that, if you don't even every know morning. it. Every Friday when Brady goes, it's Friday, we've made it! Because he used to say that every Friday. And Brady's been doing that, making fun of Ned Foster for probably 18 years. It's Friday, we've made it! Shut up. Oh, radio people. You listeners don't have any idea how lucky you are to not work with them. <laughs> They're almost all awful. Just almost all of them. Uh, let's do Jim a little Cross wasn't there. 
Oh, Jim Cross was probably there in the background going, oh, this whole wedding's a f- catastrophe. I don't even know. He was so there. Depressed. He was there at two in the morning yeah. before the wedding. Happened. Yeah. Jim Foster, or Jim Foster, yeah. Jim Cross standing live outside the nuptial center. Uh, we've got people, I guess they're going to come in and watch a wedding. Uh, evidently, Jim loves this Karen woman, and it's reciprocated in some sort of uh, physical act that'll occur later after the ceremony. Uh, I don't know. Jim Cross, just on the last shreds of life. KTIR News. It was like, we got a half hour to wedding, and then all of a detour Dan <laughs> giving the traffic. <laughs> hey, we got a whole bunch of people clogging up the streets in the Flagstaff. All right, let's head on up to the traffic chopper, the wedding traffic chopper. Was Griselda there, too? Griselda wasn't alive yet. Oh, damn. This was like 2005. Way before. Griselda Saltino, I am the flower girl. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But then at the end, it was like uh, we had to go over to the... You know, the, good the, weddings. Yeah, the re- Oh, yeah. The reception was there, and then you're like, go! I'm Sal LaGuardia. I came to this hey, whole affair. Hey. Hey, News. So many broken classes. Oh, busted out of... Don't touch the hair. <laughs> LaGuardia, hey, Cross, you want something to eat? I don't know why I'd even feed this body, to be honest with you. It's... Uh, uh, my inability to kill myself is probably the thing that depresses me most. <laughs> Whatever that cross, woo, he's a bowl of beans. Speaking of a bowl of beans, it's Griselda Santino. <laughs> <laughs> cross had to leave early because you got to cover a sinkhole in Sedona. Yeah. <laughs> Evidently, there's a storm on the freeway and four or five immigrants fell in. And, uh, I don't know, nobody's going to do a thing about it. We'll just... Jim Cross outside. See you guys of a, on Monday. Jim Cross outside of a huge <laughs> hole in Sedona. That's one of the worst things ever. I get to do Broomhead's podcast next Tuesday, and don't think I'm not going to do my KTR's oh. greatest hits on that thing. I don't know, Broomhead. I don't know the answer to that. Let's send it off to Jim Cross, who's standing at a cemetery for no reason. I'm just wildly depressed out here, standing <laughs> at a cemetery. Uh, evidently, Governor Hobbs had something to say. I really don't care. Jim Cross. Uh, I'm on my last legs. KTAR News. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jim Cross in front of a dark building at four in the morning because they put me on location. Uh, fighting the urge to kill myself once again while Jim Shark pushes me out the door. I hate my life. KTAR News. Thanks for that riveting report. They've literally let Jim Cross be the firefighter expert. The border expert, the Leather, guy, everything. The poor prick had to go down to the zone every day. I'm standing here with the smelliest group of mother efforts you've ever had in your life. <laughs> Are we live? Could barely breathe, uh, and it's actually good. I kind of want to dive into this heroin den and just end it all. Uh, I'm reporting live from the zone. It's uh, it's cross. <laughs> Everybody can go f- himself. <laughs> I love that guy. He says how I feel about the news. <laughs> It's always just so depressing. <laughs> I'm hosting a child's birthday, and it's supposed to be festive, but uh, there's about to be blood on the walls. I swear to God, I'm putting all my brains outside. <laughs> it's uh, Timmy's eighth grade. Eight, eight, what are you, eight, eight years old? Yeah, he's eight years old today, and uh, he's going to be covered in my guts in a second. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to open my belly like a two-pound trout from my nuts to my throat in about two seconds with a hunting knife. Jim Cross, uh, children's birthday party. Go f*** yourself. <laughs>
That's one children's party yeah. I would go to. <laughs> Jim Cross. He's like 6'11", too. He's just this hulk of a man. He's, the, he's, the, he's the, a giant, depressed person who's constantly given jobs he the hates. The new sign-off skull. I don't know him, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jim Cross, uh, go f*** yourself. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. <laughs> they just they run with it. Yeah, Jim, uh, I'm out here right now. Uh, you you made me stand in front of this. What is this uh, subway? Evidently, somebody shot at it last night. I'm in the avenues, so uh, Jim Cross, go f- yourself. I want to live today. I'm going home. Thanks a lot, Jim. More news from Jim Cross later when we find some other horrible place for him to stand. Sorry, I got off on the whole KTAR thing. Because of Ned Foster telling me about yeah. Dimebag Daryl. This is what you can expect tomorrow. We've only got 90 minutes. I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, I can't wait. Tomorrow night's show is going to be just a, Sorry, folks. We didn't get anything done we wanted to. I'll have Kelly. Sorry, folks. This guy goes on. Uh, You're anyway, like, what are we doing here? Let's do uh, five minutes alone. All right. For uh, Jim Sharp. Jim Cross <laughs> and uh, Meathead. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? There you go. Disturbed. They could be our theme song for tomorrow night. Uh, Holmberg After Dark. The Voices. How about that? There you go. Uh, Caliendo. Jonathan Kite, uh, special unnamed guest, Pablo Francisco. Uh, Brady's going to be there. Brett's videos. Uh, Toledo will be standing somewhere, cucking the whole event. <laughs> We've got Toledo assigned to do something. It's be very busy, actually, behind the scenes. Should be fun. Uh, and come down for the pre-party. Have fun with us before down there at uh, Copper Blues, 9 to 11. And then the show starts at 11.15. I realize I have a lot of old friends why is it starting so late? Like, what are you, 13? It's 11 o'clock. Yeah. It's going to run until like 12.30 or so. Yeah. Whew. It's Saturday. I don't know. I'm usually asleep by then. Should we hand out Werther's at the front door or what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Jesus. candies and moon pies. And penny whistles. I asked uh, Matt to set up some recliners on the nice yeah, little patio. Be nice. Yeah, you're going to take a nap. You can go into the green room and lay on the couch for a minute. Uh, yeah, it should be fun, though. Uh, and that's tomorrow night, of course, at 9. But there's a lot going on tomorrow. And if you want to find out, uh, well, actually, if you just, oh, I got to get to this before I forget. Uh, Meathead's being trolled online now that they've shown those hot air balloons landing in his. I don't know if that balloon is actually laying on his house, but the house it's laying on has no yard. It's a big, empty dirt space. And I can tell you this. Don't troll Meathead about his yard. The dude's not home. He's always working. He ain't got no, he got no time for grass. You should know now next time. I mean, if it ever happens again, which it probably won't, but right. you got to roll out that prestige billiard yeah. on, the, uh, on yeah. the house. He should have an advertisement. But the, a guy said, I used to work with Meathead. And we'd move that slate around pretty good. I'm like, yeah, I guarantee you, when you were working for him, it wasn't long because essentially you're, an, you're, you're a slave. You're a captured hostage I've I've told people that have worked with him, you're only going to be here for a few days. Why? Because you're never going home. for it. As long as you work here, you're going to get treated well, but you're never going home. The guy busts his balls nonstop. He doesn't sleep. He waits. Yeah. That's it. He just eyes open for the next... You need a pool table? I'm on my way. <laughs> what is he, a replicant from he's, Blade Runner yeah, or something? He shuts or down. He just goes... 
For like half a second, his eyes just kind of stop, and then he's back at it, slinging slate. He's a machine. But if that's his backyard, he works 18 hours a day. He ain't got no time for grass. <laughs> but I was dying because they're like, look, they're just trolling this poor guy's yard. He had a hot air balloon crash into his house. Get off his back. I'm not sure that's his house, though, to be honest, the one on the news. Uh, anyway, well, we would know if we had a quality newsman, but instead we've got Brady. And it's time for the Brady <laughs> Report, uh, brought to you by Hooters. And tomorrow night at Hooters, uh, you can watch the Haney Progress fight live. Progress. Am I saying that right? I don't know these fighters. Yeah, you are. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Brady. <laughs> uh, enjoy Hooters' famous wings and ice-cold drinks served to you by those beautiful Hooters girls. Saturday, going to be a knockout. Only at Hooters. Not familiar with that fight. Is that Caleb Haney? I don't think I know who the other guy is. Anyway, what are you going to do? Brady, please report it. Good Friday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. We've made it. That's right, Ned. Happy National Brownie Day. I got an email from a guy that said, I didn't think I'd be able to say this when I woke up this morning, but that was one hell of a Ned Foster impression. (laughs) Well, now you've said it. Your day's complete. And now Brady's doing the news. Couple of baseless fun facts. The steakhouse chain Smith and Walensky. Yep. Got its name when the founder opened up the phone book and randomly picked two people's last names. No kidding. Neither Smith. The founder's name was Alan Stillman. You know what I learned the other day? Um, I was watching Aerial America, which I love, and they were floating around over uh, Colorado or something. <laughs> Colorado or something. Uh, maybe it was Utah. I don't know. <laughs> it's all the same. And it looked alike. alike. It's like white people to the Asians. It all looks the same. <laughs> but uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, neither of them are named Butch or Sundance or Cassidy at all. Like the where he's buried, they have his name, and it's yeah. like Bob Kelly. <laughs> like, why would he? He's Butch Cassidy, though. Butch Cassidy's name is not Butch Cassidy. It's like the old John Mulaney bit, how easy it was to rob banks in the old days. They would actually shout out their names, and you tell them, old Ned Kelly and the gang did this, and they'd leave. <laughs> and he still didn't get caught. But Butch Cassidy's name is not Butch Cassidy. He Didn't just pulled it out of thin air. And when they buried him, look it up. Find out what Butch Cassidy's name was. Ah, right. It's not even close. It's not even something like somebody like misheard. Like uh, William Bonner, who's Billy yeah. the Kid. Yeah, Billy the Kid makes sense because yeah. his name's William. So yeah. you know they called him Billy and then yeah. it looked like he had so baby Butch face. Butch is nothing. Is it Henry? Is it? <laughs> nope. But just Henry is Hank. Robert Leroy Parker is Butch Cassidy. <laughs> I like Butch Cassidy better, actually. Of course you he, do. I it's a great the right name. direction with that correct. One. Robert Leroy Parker. <laughs> that's right. Well, I'm Robert Parker. You tell him I robbed you. Well, that's a stupid name. What do you mean by that? I'm Robert Leroy Parker. Well, you're no Leroy. I know what Leroy's look like. What about the Sundance Kid? What, what was mean, his man? name? Sundance Kid makes sense. That sounds like a nickname. But then I also didn't yeah, ever... like Billy the Kid is William Bonner. Or Bonnie. Well, that's what we just talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Where were you just was, two seconds ago? I wasn't, wasn't even here. <laughs> yeah, you were. You were sitting nope, right there. Here. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> now, I know you might not have mentally been That's here. what I meant. <laughs> and I also just realized why Robert Redford calls Sundance Sundance. 
Yeah, because he's not going to pronounce this. Yeah. Because he was Sundance. No, he was. He played him, but his real name is Harry Alonzo Longaball. Well, I'm Robert Leroy Parker, and this is my partner Hank Alonzo Longaball. Looks like they used the same mugshot. I think they did. Yeah. Yeah. I think the fun <laughs> thing about it was when they sat there and said, "Hey, when we rob somebody and then announce who we are at the end of it, the cops are going to be there by the time I finish the word Longaball. So we need to yeah. speed this process. I'm Butch Cassidy. This is the Sundance Kid." It's a whole lot easier than I'm Robert Leroy Parker, and this is Hank Alonzo Longabout. Woo, woo, damn it, we're caught. <laughs> Their names were too long. The Parker and Longabout game. Yeah, and looked terrible on a marquee. So we need, and I, wonder, I want to see their scrawled out lead list of names rejected. Because it would be like naming a band. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Sundance Kid. Like, was he out there just. Doing a jig yeah. when the sun was setting. And- Butch. <laughs> Look at me. I'm Leroy. I'm the Sundance Kid Longabaw. Cut the last part out. I think you got something. <laughs> now, today would be Kid Longabaw. Kid Longabaw is just that. Kid Longabaw. Little Longabaw. Longabaw. <laughs> He'd just be Longball. The Hundred Years War between England and France lasted 116 years. 1337 to 1453. In 1876, the presidential election had the highest voter turnout of any election in history. 82.6% of eligible Americans voted. It also had the smallest margin of victory. Rutherford B. Hayes beat Samuel Tilden by only one electoral vote. We've got breaking news, by the way. I just have to tell you. Let's go out to Jim Cross real quick and find out what's going on. Uh-oh. Jim, uh, standing uh, standing out there. Where are you, Jim? Uh, yeah, I'm reporting from a barren wasteland known as Meathead's Backyard. There's a hot air balloon in it, and uh, this yard is as empty as my life and soul. And I'm going to fill it with gray matter in a few seconds. Jim Cross, go f*** yourself. Jim, no! <laughs> Thanks, Jim. I'm reporting live from Meathead's Empty Backyard. In a new survey, 34% of people say traveling home for the holidays... Does not count as a true vacation. That's the truth. Oh, Boy, that's 100%. a fact. That's work. That's a job. Seventy-one percent say they probably are probably going to need a vacation after the family visit. Yeah, no vacations need to be relaxing. That's why I don't like going anywhere. I go to Vegas two days, you're in and out. I I can't imagine flying to Europe and two of your days are. Like when you went off to the Philippines or wherever the hell you went? Thailand. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, it sounds awful getting there and getting home. That's a that job. Is, I will 100% admit that is the worst yeah. part of it because we were delayed by COVID a little uh, bit. Some of the delays in the airport. And the airports were basically shut down. So we sat in Tokyo Airport no. in Nareda for 12 hours. Oh, you're a better man than me. And then no two way. days later, you're at work. Yeah. Yep. Which was technically one day because right. of the international date right. line. Yeah, it's a mess. Uh, it doesn't sound... And he's going back. That's how yeah. good it was. No, it wasn't that good. Once we were there, it was fantastic. Yeah. Oh. Getting there. I'm going to... Can I get... Don't take his... He loves airports. Don't take his travel Can advice. I get some Ambien or something? I just want to zonk out. Wake me up when I get there. I can get you a pillar, too. Take care of that. <laughs> Jim Cross and go Did for you yourself. see the email of the guy that says, hey, I got I know how you should travel. You think I travel bad. This guy says, you can go on a merchant ship for dirt cheap. Okay. And you can sail Where? on merchant ships, like shipping container ships, and you get there for dirt cheap, but it takes you two weeks. Why would you? Where Whoa. are you going? 
He says he went he went to China on a okay. merchant boat. That's not no. a vacation. That's that an escape. And <laughs> I'm going to do it next year. Hold on. You, you just climb on a merchant vessel and no one That's knows it, where you OJ. are? Why was I on the, the Bronco? You pay <laughs> the merchant shipping company to basically ship you overseas. Well, by the way, someone pointed out, Brett, that uh, yeah. if I was to have a double date with uh, Rico Blaze, it'd have my pony and my Bronco in the same room. <laughs> it's like a stable. All right. I'm up. Sorry about that. Go f*** yourself. <laughs> Google is catching heat. <laughs> For how it is answering a common question parents get this time of the year. It's about a famous man and how genuine he is. Genuine? Genuine. genuine. Wow. wow, street bogan. you. <laughs> From the early 2000s. It's got his gym So, uh, I'll use a uh, pseudonym. The person they're talking about is when you Google Gary Busey, we'll yeah. say. Yeah. It comes up and says uh, right off the bat. It's not real. Gary Busey doesn't exist. Who says that? The people that are... Google. The, Google. Why? So kids are Googling. This time of the year, kids are asking their parents Krampus. about whether a certain person exists, is real or not. Santa? Yeah. Right, because dumb kids still, you know... And 21% of adults, according to this survey, no. still believe... It's enough. It's get, them, get them off my planet. Those right are some now. hot chicks. Get them off yeah. my yeah. planet. So That's you, all there is. They say uh, it's based on a monk... Saint Nick. Oh, when they Google character, right. yeah. Because where's like the like in this day and age, kids are going to be wise to it. I, I, I give, but look, they're mad at Google because they're saying their kids can look that. Here's up the pain of it all. Here's the pain mad from at Google from my <laughs> end, from my heart, from my childhood, from nostalgia's sake. Santa's got about 15 years to live. In this day and age, kids want photos. They want video tours. They want some evidence. Want a selfie? They him? they want to be. Where's this house? Where's this factory of elves? They want some substantial. And I don't know if you can dummy one of those up and not get in trouble for hiring three thousand elves, dressing them up like that, and making them make playstations. I think that's called China. I eventually, kids. I've always been. Mar Megan told me that years ago. She never believed in Santa, even as a little kid. And I'm like, why? And she goes, it didn't make sense. Like, no one could get that done. Like, she, the logistics of it were like, nope, that's not a thing. Like, she didn't buy it from jump. Didn't want to visit him, didn't care. That's not real. She just didn't buy it. And I'm like, more kids are going to be that way soon. You've got an adult of a child if, it's, if it has to be told, you know. I think most and kids that, don't really care. They're like, free presents, I'm in. Yeah, but think back, Brett. You bought it. Yeah, no, I absolutely. Yeah, me too. And Preach on, John, and insert the Bible in your next <laughs> Well, no, I mean, the, inter story. the Internet's done that to the Bible. Like, the most young people are like, all right, this ain't, this ain't panning out at all. Burning bush. Yeah, but I did buy it, but what I'm so saying is I. I didn't question it because I was getting presents at the end of the day, so I That's didn't care. That's exactly right. It, yeah, I I'll believe it. Okay, look, sure. At a certain age, you'll free care, stuff, yeah. But you're there was still a getting the stuff. Yeah, there oh, absolutely, yeah. a, a yes. payoff at the end. True. But you never did that, and you never did that logical thinking. Like, well, no, I believe no this because to. no, you just you were a hundred percent. I got in. an Atari. I'm good. <laughs> you, <know>? <laughs> <laughs> you got a Yeah, yeah. I got asteroids. I mean, <laughs> but kids, it, it, pretty soon th that age is going to be like four or five before they're like, uh, uh yeah. And so maybe you'll get a two and three and four year old to buy into the lie, but the elf on the shelf and all that stuff. The, the kids are going to get wise to. I give Santa about fifteen years before it's like. 
massive renovations to the system. We're going to have to do some real wool pulling to get these kids to buy in in the future. And then what? No, parents are going to give up. Parents are just as bad. Parents will give up at that point. That's true. They won't put in that effort. Jews had it right. No grandiose Uh stories. Oh, yeah. Okay. They did. They kept their kids like with the, the eight. Balls of oil. Okay, I suppose I can buy into that. And the Maccabees and eight days. Here's a dreidel and yeah, some candles. Here's We're some, good. Here's socks. Yeah. Well, presents aren't as good as the Christian kids, but it's going on right now. Right. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. And they had it right. Their, their story. Their story is based on faith. Santa's based on like a complete and utter fantasy. commercialism. Insanity. It's insanity. They did that uh, scientific uh, experiment of what would happen if Santa's, how fast his sled would have to go, and he would burst into flames in like two minutes. Like the whole thing would just explode in flames if you tried to run it for real. And now it's time for some science news. Hello, my friends. Professor Brady Bogan here with your science news. Also, by the way, Billy the Kid, William Bonney is not even his name. It's Henry McCarty. Wait, what? He changed his he name had to three names. Yeah, he was Henry McCarty. Then he was William Bonney. Then he was Billy the Kid. Oh. Not even his real name. National Geographic released its list of the most astonishing scientific discoveries of 2023. They include a brain decoder that can translate thoughts. Uh oh. A study that found female chimps go through menopause. Ew. A study that found uh, T. Rexes probably had lips. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, he's here. Um, The website, The Conversation, asked the important question, why do farts smell and some don't? It depends on the food you eat, how much sulfur gets turned into hydrogen sulfide. Huh. They also talked about how come some farts are hot. (laughs) Spicy food has a chemical called capsaicin and or capsicum. Um, and if you eat a lot of it, your body can break it all down. So it goes spicy, comes out spicy too. Temperature hotter. Temperature. Temperature. Okay. In space news. That. Hold on. Does a f- Sorry, Margie, for wandering into this wonderful conversation. She's such a wonderful person. She knows by now. We talk about farts all the time. Oh, sure. But farts are hot by temperature or just but feeling? Farts, uh, it's, it feels like it's it's hot coming out. It feels like it, but is yeah. it? Like yes, if I put a, I, if I put a little yes. COVID thermometer, you're what? saying yes, but you I don't know. You don't. Know. Was, I don't know because I would assume they're all whatever your temperature is. That's what I was thinking. Ninety-eight degrees. See, Margie sees my side. She's a wise woman. Yeah, maybe just uh, up to find out. It feels hot. Maybe it's not. We know they feel hot to you. Your diet would... I think I've melted some stuff before. (laughs) Yeah. Let's hold the COVID thermometer behind Brady and let him throw some gas. The space station turned 25 this week. It's only supposed to be up there for 15 years. And it's going to marry a 53-year-old space station. What's going on up there? They started assembling it in December 6, 1998. Uh, It could cost $1 billion to destroy when it's decommissioned in 2030. Wow. Where's Greta Thunberg? Yeah. Shouldn't we be recycling Thank this God. thing? Don't ever ask her for anything. Let's get rid of that one. Also, Space Force is set to launch a secretive space plane. Um, specifically, this SpaceX US... Uh, Big giant penis X-37B plane. X-37B secretive plane that we don't know about. It's like the Oscar Mayer launches mobile. December 10th. What is that? Elon Musk has teamed up with him. 
What's it supposed to do? This is a military. Look at that. You're in charge of the military assistance mission. What don't we know, Margie? supposed to know about. Holy smokes. That's horrifying. Australia's first moon rover oh, will be named cranks. the Rover after kangaroos. Okay. Uncircumcised. I'm telling you, they're all the kind oh, of cranks now. Margie, hold on. Margie from Military Assistance Mission has done some research for us, which no one in this room does. Grab a mic real quick and, and tell us what you just said. No, say it into the mic. She got the temperature. We can't hear you. The temperature of a fart at time of creation is 98.6 yeah, degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, it's your body temp. That makes sense to me. What about hot farts? <laughs> I mean, you know, let's find about that. It's after you eat hot Cheetos. Yeah. Margie, please, by all means, Google hot farts for Brady real quick. Thanks for popping No, by. don't Google hot yeah, farts. Don't put that in you're your not phone. Gonna, you're not going to want that. Hot you know what? I'm going to ask Margie to do Will you find... Uh, uh, my dog, please, just so you don't have to sit here and listen to him ask you about hot farts anymore. <laughs> this is mild, yeah. yeah. Just wait. Yeah. we got videos coming. Should have been here yesterday. Are we still sciencing? That's just science okay. news! No, I guess not. I'm sending Margie out to find Bus. He's down getting cheese. Oh, that's why. Yeah, yeah. it's 817, yeah. man. He that knows. <laughs> There's a report... That's been filed online claiming that an unnamed 57-year-old woman accidentally shot herself in the right buttock Oops. while entering an MRI machine. <laughs> they didn't. Ain't that a bitch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any metal in your body? Not no. that you need to know about, bitch. You write the book? Yeah, how Mind in the world did she, how did she fit in an MRI? Because I can't imagine you wouldn't see that imprint. Well, that's after she went to the White Sox game. She had to go get an MRI. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Same lady. Yep. Fortunately, she, she survived, but uh, earlier this year, a guy in Brazil entered the room with an MR, in the uh, MRI machine while helping his mother. He died of a gunshot, and he got hit in the stomach, Right, triggered by the machine. Well, the uh, um, They make you take out, like, it. He piercings. denied he had a concealed weapon. Yeah, you got to take everything metal. Do, do they have no fear? I've been in an MRI several times. They're like, any metal in your body at all? I'm like, yeah, I got his fake shoulder. I got the... All right, those we know about. We need it. And it's not that it'll, it can... Wait can a minute. Be, how does your metal shoulder react? It doesn't like torch. It's just so they know, like, what's going on. Does it, does it no, pull it does, you into the machine? No, because it's titanium. I'm not, a, I'm not okay. susceptible to magnets. <laughs> Bad guys. If you're ever after That's me, like, just get a giant magnet and suck him towards me. He's helpless. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Butch Cassidy and the dumbass kid over here. <laughs> we just had a huge cartoon magnet. We could suck John right into the house. We've lost him. Damn it. He's titanium. He Asking out, he, questions. He outthunk us. And now it's time for some wild world. Nope. I'm or maybe not. I'm sorry. And now it's time <laughs> for some wild world. Now it is. Hello, my friends. Brady Bogan here with your wild world. <laughs> We got a guy that got busted in the airport for trying to uh, smuggle two otters. He put them in each in a sock, put it in a suitcase under his underwear, and they, I guess, remained pretty calm in that sock. And they did it. Went through the uh, machine. They picked it up. He was trying to bring them over from uh, Thailand, get big money for smuggling animals to other countries. The other thing that happened was uh, scientists figured out that uh, bottlenose dolphins possess an electric sixth sense. Dolphins 
are born with um, I didn't know this with uh, whiskers that fall off pretty quickly, but they keep those sensors in the nose that pick up electric pulses that uh, the fish throw off sure. as a predatory thing, so they can basically navigate through the water without even needing any vision. They can pick up uh, the fish that are around them. Huh. So dolphins are wizards. They are. <laughs> That's. We all know dolphins have special stuff we don't know. Oh, yeah. It's pretty awesome what they're what they're pulling off down there. They also found out uh, chin-strap penguins. They watch over their young by taking 10,000 naps a day, four-second naps. Mm-hmm. Are there 10,000 four-seconds? 40,000 seconds. They say they, they I don't know. catch four-second naps 10,000 times per day. That's a lot. Make me do it. How how much are you awake if you're taking ten thousand? It accumulates. They're saying eleven hours of sleep. Six minutes. No, so. so eleven hours. Yeah, that's what we do. If we're lucky on a on a Saturday, if we can get eleven hours. Yeah. So they don't sleep any longer than four seconds. Yeah, they do a little. I do the same thing concurrently for eight to nine hours at a time. A little four second naps, but I never wake up. <laughs> Fair yeah, point. I just I just put it Prove all. Me wrong. I put it all in a lump. <laughs> no reason to get up and look around for a second. Then go right back to sleep. And if you have any friends or that uh, live in the far east of Russia, on the borders of China and Mongolia, um, since the temperatures it was a warmer summer and fall this year, the bears uh, are not they're semi hibernating, so they're having a problem with. Sleepwalking bears roaming the yeah, woods. Lethargic bears that are just kind of pissed. Like Jim Cross. It's just kind of wandering around. Ah, I, just, I should be in a cave right now, but I'm really... I'm tired, but I'm not sleepy. I go f*** yourself. Jim Cross, uh, lumbering bear. A zoo in India um, opened up the other morning, and the visitors went over to the tiger area. And like, hey, oh, cool. One tiger's got a shoe in his mouth. Uh-oh. Oh, there's a half-eaten body. Oh, God. Siegfried and Roy went to India. The zoo shut down. They're trying to figure out how the person got in. But I found Bus. <laughs> oh, he's downstairs. No, he's in Dom's <laughs> office. <laughs> he's wandering around the building. He's getting a little freelance. Oh, that's every pick of him. He stares. He's the rudest dog on the planet. But it is a good picture. He's adorable. They haven't identified the body, and a, a, a family hasn't. Nobody's come forward missing. with the missing tiger guy, Brett. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, there, well, there. My <laughs> guess is that India has a mob we didn't know about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking world. about. You guys are crazy. Loose lips sink ships, motherfucker. <laughs> Oops, my Indian said the F word. Prepping for tomorrow. Way to go, Kevin. <laughs> no, sometimes Kevin says terrible things. It's a, I apologize to Vishnu and your family. That's your wild, wild world. A sheriff's deputy in Oklahoma City named David DeWitt was arrested on Monday after he assaulted a male clerk in an adult store called Christie's Toy Box. The clerk told the responding officer that DeWitt and a woman were walking around the store, and every time the woman wanted something, DeWitt started arguing with her. He would tell her that she didn't need that item because that adult toy was bigger than him. All right. Several times he raised his hands and he was doing the backhand gesture. 
Oh, he's going to give it a five across the face. Yeah. So the clerk decided to intervene. In court? No, this was at the adult. Oh, I see. Store. Oh, okay. I thought they were already in court. So the clerk went over there and said, hey, told to cool it, the wit then, <laughs> cursed at him and started beating on the clerk. Right. If you're a clerk at a sex shop and a guy's going five to the face on his girl, de-escalate, call the police. You're not ready for this. <laughs> the cops started punching the clerk in the face and the chest. The clerk tossed candies, mints, and <laughs> toys you get a hold of out of the way. What, what kind of place is this? I got to say, just fix it. It just dawned on me. <laughs> Christie's uh, toy box. How bad things could get in a fight you're losing in a sex shop. <laughs> Oh, imagine, oh, imagine getting hit Chuck? in the head with King yeah. Dong oh, you or get something dong like that. Yeah. Oh, you're going to wake up in a lot of pain. Yeah. I shouldn't have fought that guy after all. Getting hit upside the head with a flashlight yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, some man. of those have some weight to them. Oh, he what are you asking me, me like I know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but why are you asking me? Because you know. It's true. All right, Brady, you got videos? Got a couple of Brady oh, videos. Speed through these. we got to hurry. Okay, uh, first one. Go to Brett's. Really? Okay, Yours yeah, are no yeah, good? You're going to yeah, start go with Brady's these? Think. We're yeah. going with you. Well, we Margie, you got to see these. These okay. are the worst no, the videos in the history. They'll be on that you don't want to see them. Me. Yeah. All right. Let's no, test Margie it out. Margie can handle it. All right, we'll, we'll start off mild this okay. morning. Okay. These don't are do. some of them pretty bad. These are videos that aren't allowed on the internet that we get sent. This one's our... Uh, yeah. yeah. We apologize. Watch where you pee. Watch where you pee. There's a guy peeing on the side of the road. Oh, I see him. There he goes. There's a truck going off. and Oh, he's okay. He made it. Yeah. Wow. He's all right, but the truck went down a huge cliff. It slipped on his pee. Is this end? Because there's a half the video is still remaining. Brady, Here comes another have, guy running you up. You don't have to make it okay for Margie. Did he? Yeah, it's all right, Brady. Brady, I know, but he's uncomfortable. I got one for saved you. for Brady. What's going on here? Where did all these villagers come from? I don't know. All right, from, from that truck that just made it. That wasn't bad. No, I was. I told you it was going to start off my. All right. Brady's they were buried. all going over there to. You pee. don't need to. To she's a grown up. So some food for you, Brady. Some guy in an African village with a log that's oh, on fire. Oh, no, that's a, that's a leg that's of something. That's a leg. He's going into the cast. That's a person. And he's pulling off chunks of fiery oh. man. And he's just eating it. Huh? It's barbecue. That's true. It is at All right, Brady. barbecued. Margie makes a good point. You're going to uh, do it. All right, Brady. I'm prepping you for tomorrow. All right, here we go. Is this one? Okay. Here we go. Put your seatbelt on, Brady. Oh, here we go. This is not going to be good. Margie, hold hold tight here. I know. I know you can hit. Oh! Come on! <laughs> oh, my goodness. What was a that, Kongball? A woman's vagina, which is, I could park a car in it. She is releasing things so from it. It looked like a croquet ball to start. And now her, butt, her butt's doing something weird. Her butt's coming in and out. It's doing... Oh, my God! Her butt is... Her butt is She's got a what? tremors worm in it. Wow. I who else wants Arby's? Anybody anybody hungry for OnlyFans? What comes out? I don't know. That's an apple. It's a big it's an apple. It's a red the red delicious. Margie shows yours. I'm going home. We'll talk to you later. Man, that's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. The music's disturbing. Yeah, well, because it's a horror film, Brady. All right. Is that the last thing? That's all I got. Okay, oh, thank unless God. Unless you want some replays for tomorrow. Nope. Tomorrow night, Brett gives us our top <laughs> five of 2023 at the uh, stand-up live. And there's one that Brady hasn't Home seen yet. After dark. Yeah, oh. I can't wait for that. You all right? You want to hug Margie and make sure Maybe, she's... And yeah. she's stronger than you. You're, she was strong. Yeah, she knows. She's good. Uh, there goes your Brady report. It's 98. Arizona's most powerful, powerful 
Rock Radio Station. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Jared, Jared, stop talking. You're very interesting. Jared Freed, save it, man. Uh, Jared is opening up the Desert Ridge Improv. Technically, uh, you are the very first person to ever play this club. I'll take it. Nice A work. Part of history. Yeah, that you are going. That's you are right. either going to be the one they remember. Remember when that opened and then crashed and burned, or you're going to be right. the one. Man, he kicked it off. It goes one or the other. That's I put right. my picture on the wall. I'm ready. You're ready to go. I Let's can't make wait. it a thing. It's so good to be here. Have you ever been? Yeah, I don't think you've been been in with us. Have you? Never been here. Yeah. Twenty two no. years. Yeah, 20... Why have you? Why have you ducked us? You got <laughs> duck. I, I'm ducking you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I didn't realize. We sit here every Mr. single big day. time. Just waiting. Wow. Mr. Kicks off the club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, it's good to have you. It's nice I, to see you. This is a pleasure. I love this space you guys yeah, have not bad, here. Right? This not too bad. Mansion like yeah. retreat you guys <laughs> take. It's Saddam's castle. Don't fool yourself. This is Smoking mirrors. It leaks like a sieve. The wow. door frames come okay, off. Okay. Yeah, the reason we yeah. keep this door open is if we close it too much, the whole frame comes off. Ah, guys, yeah. it's yeah. really just all being held together by gum. Yeah, gum yeah. and string, yeah. and it's aesthetics. What you're looking at is where do you call home? I'm from New York. I live in New York, York City, City. Right. and uh, yeah. Born and raised, or no? I'm from outside of Boston, oh, and okay. moved to New York after college, and now you know, been there ever since, and. Loving it. Yeah, I I just like, you know, it's a different lifestyle. It's not normal. You know, like you live in, like I live in like Manhattan. I walk around all day. Like I can't relate. Longer I live there, the more I can't relate to people. Like not having a car. (laughs) It's weird. It's weird. Like like a car is like someone's life, you know, like. The fact that I have no relation to that whatsoever, that makes me some sort of weirdo everywhere else. <laughs> Can you drive? Yeah. I know I, people I, I, from New York who cannot drive. Yeah, that's like a city kid. Like yeah. growing up, people who grow up there, they're even, you see, that is the weird part. You see a kid who grows up in Manhattan, they have like a ascot and a <laughs> coffee. I hate and them already. The Times in yeah. their hand. And you're like, that eight-year-old, really? Yeah. <laughs> I want to get some stock tips from him, you know? Yeah, you better learn to drive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hate kids in ascots. Uh, uh, no, nothing has, worse. Has there ever had? Yeah, there is Nothing worse. I've been nothing. talking about this for years. Kids in ascots. <laughs> Get them out of yeah, here. It's in order. Kids yeah. with ascots, Al-Qaeda. There it is. And then like well, all the other terrorists. That's, that's <laughs> at all. At, at yeah, all, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. At all. Ad nauseum. Kids yeah. and ascots. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, we're you know talking about the important issues. That's right. Here. Not a bad. But why do you have a child's cup from Dunkin' Donuts, by the way? What just happened there? The cup. That's the, the holiday. Donuts? The holiday cup. Why break is it room? so small? Are your hands huge? I, I got huge hands. Okay. <laughs> huge hands. Why are you hands? drinking from a thimble? I'm five foot three. <laughs> And I have ten inch hands. Yeah, because passing you in the hallway, I didn't Times notice. Times are tight. Size, you gotta get the, the, yeah. I'm a little coffee guy. <laughs> I guess. Tell you the truth. No, no, no. I, 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 Did I, you order? I'll just have a little coffee. I, no, I don't. I don't like a big coffee. Yeah, I, clearly, I, I like a little sip. I don't want it spilling over the edge. I don't understand yeah. why. Coffee cups are filled to the brim. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You're going to put the hottest lava in the planet (laughs) in my hands to shake around on the road. I don't know. I've never understood the, I like a little coffee, short, as they say. It doesn't spill on your ascot. Right. right. I don't want to ruin my ascot. Who puts an ascot on a child? (laughs) Another asshole who grew up wearing ascots. That's what it is. It's an announcement. Wellington, get in here. elites. Yeah, they've got to be stopped. (laughs) We have to stop them. Immediately pen up these ascot children. How do you got? You got a big coffee. You got a big boy over there. Yeah, that, that's, that's not a, a coffee. That, what that's is a milkshake. That? Uh, Look at him. For yeah, God's that, sake. Is crazy. Talk <laughs> that is diet Dr Pepper. Yeah, a, a DDP. Yeah, Get this DDP. out.
hours. Tea. Yeah. This is my Good third Diet Coke of the morning. Really? Wait, I don't do coffee. I don't like it. No? No. I, Why not? I, I, you know what? People said that at a certain age, you just start liking coffee. So I tried it, and I hated it more. It's wow. bitter. It's gross. I, I think I like, you know, I agree with you. The taste... It's the experience of it. Like is I like it? going is, for coffee, yeah. like sitting, having it in front of me. There's there's yeah. just like a, a, a mindset. See, I like alcohol for that. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just the yeah, same a, thing. Good I have atmosphere. a horrific drinking problem as well, but <laughs> right, I'm not gonna yeah. You, you know, don't do it at eight in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna have a, <laughs> yeah. a, a DDP at eight AM yeah. like <laughs> like some sort of addict. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to wander into Central Perk and order up a vodka coffee. <laughs> no. I want to, but right. I'm not going to. I yeah, get it. I just don't get it. Coffee people uh in groups also are weird because they say they want to be in a group of people drinking coffee, but nobody's ever talking in a coffee place. They're all right. isolated. Why do you go out for coffee in a coffee house with other people to experience it, but you don't talk to anyone? I, I don't know. It, it isn't a very social It thing, isn't at all. Mentioned. They're actually it's kind a of morning. Jerks. Yeah, no, keep to myself. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I go to a coffee place just to, like, be out amongst okay. people. You know, I just want to be... In and the, you, in general, New York, it'd be more. Because, well, that's the New York thing. Because is like, you don't have the, the cars. Now, here... Drive the drive, drive through coffee. So right. like four or five. That's the thing. Concert. New York, I will go for a walk. I have like, you don't want to be in your shoebox apartment. Right. So you're like, I got to go somewhere. I got to do something. Sure. So you just go for coffee. I'm like <laughs> spending five bucks just to sit and not be in my apartment. Right. To sit in another yeah. small room. Right. I want to be in yeah. someone else's <laughs> coffin. And, and watch <laughs> other people that you can judge and maybe think their lives yeah. aren't as good as yours. That's where I sit there and make my funnies. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it occurs. <laughs> Making funnies with Jared Free. Yeah. Uh, what else do, What else is an interest in your world? What is? Let us get to know Jared What do you Free. want to talk about? What I, do I, you I, have that would make me... I got nothing. Me... I, I'm single. Yeah. I uh, Have you... I, what, a recent relationship? Does, no. I've, no? I've been... You know, I talk about dating a lot. Just... I have a podcast where we give dating advice and I, I'm, I'm like charged with being the voice of the straight male. Okay. I'm kind of put in the position because I have a lot of women that listen that write in with their questions. Like, what's this guy thinking? Yeah. And my, you know, lot in life a lot of times is taking the male mind, which can be icky, and and translating it in a way to going, this isn't so personal. (laughs) You know? (laughs) It's not an attack on you so much. Right. This guy's got his own screwed up thoughts and things he's going through. It's amazing what some people will write letters to say, what's this mean? And it's just so glaringly obvious. Right. Sometimes writing the letter is the therapy. Right. You know? Um, But I, I, we get emails all the time. I mean, we get, we play this thing called Red Flag Deal Breaker. Uh So basically you're dating someone this one thing happens and is it a red flag you see it and you just keep going or right. is it deal breaker you end the relationship we got one recently that has jarred me um uh-huh. i'd love to bring it here <laughs> go you, yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. bring it on red flag deal breaker. this woman wrote wrote in that her the guy she's dating is from this i thought this was the red flag deal breaker <laughs> it was that he was from a known bath family Oh, geez. Like the family was known to take baths together. Oh, I thought you meant Not like together. A, oh, <laughs> I was going to say. I thought you meant the Iraqi uh, religion, the bath. Thing. That was what Saddam Hussein was leading. I thought that is a red flag deal they breaker. Yeah. Everything goes back to terrorism. Well, yeah, that. I got my eyes on it. It's a hot topic yeah, right they got, now. Yeah. They go to hot yes. tub. I mean, oh, the tub family from <laughs> Fallujah. So the Shiite walked into a bar. I am an American. I keep my eyes open for terrorism. See something, say something. I'm a bath. Yeah. Like, like a yeah. bubble bath. Like a bubble bath yeah, family. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Mr. Right. Bubble family. The, so this family's known to take baths. Okay. And I guess she went on vacation with this family. 
and they had a bath upstairs and someone would come downstairs and be like, okay, you're up. And they would leave the water. Same the water. We just had a talk about this yesterday. We talked about yes. this. Somebody, it's a family of five. Yeah. They, they were Wait, is this going around? The difference was uh, they were talking about uncomfortable moments visiting a friend growing up. Yeah. And this person uh, stayed overnight with his with the friend and the family. Yeah. And they would all required to take a bath, even the yeah. guest. And they had to use the same required? water. Required. Yeah. yeah. Everybody Every night before you go to bed. This that's a slumber crazy. party I, red yeah, flag. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's 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 a cause yeah. for disease. Yeah. I'm packing right. my hobo stick and I'm heading home from that slumber I, I think party. I'm done. I, yeah, yeah, I'm out of there. I so she care. thought the Bath family, not Saddam Hussein. We've got a Jewish guy in the room. We got to be very careful with uh, talking about that kind of Middle Eastern nonsense. Uh, but uh, you got two Jews. <laughs> uh, you're one too. Yeah, my God, uh, how do you know? Uh, you're not. You don't keep your eyes on the bath. One too. <laughs> you're one I of send those. A shiver up my spine. Let me see your you're papers. One two. The bald guy says God. you're one you're of them. You're one too. <laughs> show me your papers. I don't my believe God. you. <laughs> Things have really changed in like a month. You're one too. You know what? This is that over. Will live with me forever. <laughs> on Hanukkah. Yeah, I know. No, a happy Hanukkah. A I didn't know. <laughs> You're one, two. Oh my God! Yes, they, but that was in a, a delightful manner. That scared my ancestors. Holmberg. Yeah, your one, two. Here I was yeah. protecting Brad from anti-Semitism, and you make right. me the bad guy. Then look, that's how it goes. That's exactly how this cycle right. starts. This is how it goes. So anyway, back to your okay. uh, bath party. <laughs> back, to, back to you people. Back to you people and yeah. your silly stories about bathing together, right. which is why we don't like you. Eight nights of Hanukkah. (laughs) (laughs) So she stayed with the Bath family. She she wanted to know. She was dating this guy. Okay. So now you're dating someone who's in this Bath family (laughs) who shares bath water. Right. Do you keep dating that person? No. Yeah. That's the red flag the second it's brought up. I used to bathe with my family. Right. We use the same water. Like. You know, How cheap is this family? You know where the phrase, we talked about it yesterday, the phrase uh, throwing the baby out with the bathwater right. comes from sharing the bathwater. The last one to bathe was the youngest. Yeah, this was the 1800s. Yes, I know. You only had like one, you know, cup of water. Exactly. Yeah. This is a different time. We can turn on the sink, the faucet. Yeah, yeah we, uh, yeah. The we, youngest one would bathe and you got to make sure. And you have to make sure he doesn't slide out. under and right. you don't, yeah. you can't see him in and the you muck throw anymore. throw out the water and the baby's in there. Yeah. Oh, because what's listen. he doing underwater is the That's bigger right. question. Right. Well, how forgetful yeah. is his family? It's a rough family. It's right. like it's the Home they Alone. Got things going on. Yeah. It's Home Alone 1860. <laughs> right. It's really not just, Kevin! Oh, God, we've drowned another one. Yeah. Uh, Jared Freed's at Desert Ridge, and he doesn't care about terrorism, but I do. Uh, he's at Desert Ridge Improv this that's, weekend. That's, that, yeah, that's my big finishing bit. <laughs> that's it. You know, the closer is, I don't care. Is about it one that. of those moments where, you know, the spotlight, can, can you bring, his, bring the it, lights down? and you, Bring the house lights down. Maybe you down. sit down. I sit I sing a song. I bring a guitar. No, yeah. talk I, about I, how little you care talk, about terrorism. I talk about my family. I talk about vacation with my family. That's oh why God! I, I did a special, and then at the end of the special, it's on Netflix right now. It's called Thirty Seven and Single, and you can go watch it. It's all different material than what I'm doing at Desert Ridge. Basically, the whole thing was about being thirty seven and single and dating and yeah. family and all this stuff you deal with. And then I put hidden cameras in the green room because um, I wanted to take my parents yelling at me. So my parents are just characters. So like yeah. my, so I was like, I want, it was called 37 Single because I was, the opening line is I'm 37 and single and people just laugh. Right. It's like it's a weird thing right. to just say out loud. And I was like, why don't I get my parents yelling at me and then we f- smash cut to I'm 37 and single. So right. we tried it that way. 
They were like, no one knows who you are. It's right. going to be weird. People will think it's your parents all the time. We'll put it at the end. So we put <laughs> hidden cameras in the green room. My parents walk in. They're like, what if they don't say anything? I'm like, right. they will. That, no, 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 trust no, me. Trust me. <laughs> they walk in. My mom walks into the green room at this theater. She literally out. First words out of her mouth, sitcom style. She goes, it's a dungeon in here. <laughs> that was her opening her opening line coming into the, the green room. And then, like, they're de- debating whether it's Christmas. I taped it December 2022. Right. It was December 10th. My dad goes, my mom goes, it's Christmas time. My dad goes, it's not Christmas time. I'm like, yes, it's Christmas. Well, what is right. Christmas time if it's not December 10th? Yeah. And he's like, well, the rock- rock- Rockettes here? And I'm like, yeah, the Rockettes are here. <laughs> like, this is the discussion. We're they having wanted this, the theme. We're having this, right. like, loud argument about this. And I got so much feedback. People were like, love the special. And then I told people, I'm like, stick around for the end. It's like the post credit scene in the Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I've told stories about my parents on stage before, but I never really, I was like, who would care about this? Right. You know, like, and, right. and I started, I had this story from three years ago that I tried selling, uh, telling about going to the beach with my parents. And people just get like sad immediately, hate it. And I was like, I just thought it was the funny. We had this huge argument at the beach and my dad and I, and we talked about it for like a week. And then I was like, okay, um, I- I'll try and tell this on stage just because people yeah. love that stuff. Now it's it went from like a two-minute story. Now it's yeah. an hour story <laughs> that I'm telling on stage about my parents <laughs> and going to the beach with my parents. So if you vacation with your parents, yeah. if you've ever like been with your family, like – you know, you go to the beach together. You're really gonna like the set because I've the, the feedback has been like very cool for oh, that's me. That's great because it wasn't like this just kind of happened. I, I like the special got taped. I was like, I guess I got nothing else to talk about but this <laughs> story everyone nightmare. hates. You know, like this. But I was really any any joke that I do, it, it's got to be true and something I care about, and also something that has angered me. And I think that usually works at some point. So much material. I care right, and right. I'm furious about it. Right. Which I, what I, I call terrorism. Right, well, that, that's, right. that's my world. Here we go again. Yeah. Look, I have to bring it back. Women be terrorists. Yes. Right, right. I'm 37 and I'm an anti-terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> Who can relate to that? Right. What so is, do you have a plan on being married? Do you want to be in a relationship? I'd love to. I, I you know, I, I guess, you know, it's this crippling fear of commitment. Oh, is that it? Uh, or are no, you just, I, are you just, uh, uh, uh Failing a lot. Oh, it's, you know, a lot of people say that they're afraid of commitment because everybody leaves them. Well, I've not, you know, I guess that's my experience in dating has been I get to a point and I go, can I see this right for a thought, you know, till death? Right. Ugh. And I get way ahead of myself. Yeah, she's, ahead. she's got and to I get go. ahead and I'm like, you know, and I'm like, you know, and then like, and then you're like, well, what if she's a terrorist? What about the bad situation? Definitely find that out in the third month. Right. And I think what happens is I'm 38 now, and I think if you're single past 30, what happens is your taste becomes so much more specific. Very true. It's so weird because you're like, I should be less. Yeah, less picky. Picky. You're 10 times worse. But you're 10 times worse because you're like, I got a good life. Things are good for me. Why do I give this to somebody? Well, business is good. I don't want to go out of business. Exactly. So you go, and I think male, female, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, I think a lot of people get accused of pickiness when they're in their 30s. But it's like, no, you're enjoying your life. You want someone to accentuate that. Yeah. They got to be better than my phone. You know, like, (laughs) I I got a phone that gives me plenty of pleasure. You know, also, it's a bad hire. If right. you're in a bad relationship and right. it screws up your business process. Well, that's yeah. the thing. You're like, you're, you know, the only thing that can really, 
you know, bring all this, you know, the, this fun down is like, oh, the relationship is like rotting from the inside, yeah. you know. So you get too choosy and all that stuff. But I, you know, have you I, tried gay? Uh, every now and again, every Sunday night, <laughs> yeah, every Sunday night, I picky? give it a shot. You know, I, you know, I go out and too picky again. I'll be honest. I take off my ascot, put on yeah. a feather boa. <laughs> I'm 51. And I'm good to go. So I can speak from more experience. Yeah. Uh, it's, if I wasn't born this way, I'd consider gay. Listen, I was I, born. I, wrong. I think everyone has has thought that at some point. Like, yeah. wow, this would be a lot easier if I just yeah. knew the person like I knew myself. Yes, you yeah. know, like my they, best friend since fifth grade, and I have talked about it several times. We're not interested in each other because of all the feces and hair that mm. would uh, be involved right and that we're like but man if we were imagined the dual income right the uh the the fun the basketball right. games followed by blowjobs i mean can you top that blowjobs all day all video day games all night yes right it, but i just really am not dream. attracted to them no uh, listen yeah. i'm 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 with you. It's yeah. uh, it's a sad predicament we live. In. <laughs> it I, is. I, yeah, it's <laughs> pathetic what we're doing. I, you know, I I it is funny because like you, I was in a relationship for a while. We we lived together. I remember there was one time where I definitely was like, man, I don't know anything about this person. Like I remember I was like a year into it, you're like, yeah. I should know her name. I should know her, right. What? Who is this person? I see your driver's license, please. I, I, I was literally it was like a big night, and I was like, oh, she went out and. I was like, oh, I'll get the apartment clean and I'll light all the candles oh. around the apartment. She walks in, she's like, You lit my good candles? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like Deal I know right nothing. Yeah. I was waltzing around yeah. that apartment, lighting candles, yeah. like dancing. I'm like, it's lit. You know, yeah. like uh-uh. no. white wicks Couldn't remain more, white. Is that what it is? That, if you see a white wick, leave it. Right. Well, this is are you married? Of course. Yeah, this Twice. is this is a married. <laughs> This is a married guy thing to know. That yes. I'm, I'm idiot, yeah. stupid, single. Dads idiot. never teach you that. Don't light the white right. wicks. Don't right. move the pillows. <laughs> You're gonna get killed, boy. Right. I had yeah. no idea. Yeah. And dads should also teach you, and I'll teach you this because nobody told me. And you're at Please. that age, somewhere around 43. You think you're done peeing, and you're not. Really? And you put everything back. I had, I you know, it's funny. You said you're a Steelers fan. Yeah. I was in Pittsburgh in college because I went to Penn State. And we went to, you know, a Steelers game. Yeah. At a Steelers game, I was peeing in the – I'll never bring this up. This guy turned to me. He goes, when it's at, when it's over, just wait a little bit. Yeah. You'll have giving you sound advice. Words second piece. I guarantee he's 45. No, this guy – I, I, I was like, thank you, sir. Yeah. And then I, from then on, the second pee gets you like 20 yeah. more minutes it's in the It's a lot more game. pee. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, it's the just weirdest thing. for the second pee. Wait for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's like Gandalf the Grey. It's like, <laughs> wait for the second pee, young man. Like, all right. That guy's got something. You look yeah. at me. You're that's nuts, old man. You see a couple of pair of khakis yeah. rolling out with the drips on there. Yeah. Right. You got the like, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, I don't want to be that loser. Yeah, I got yeah. the uh, I got the Aleutian Islands down my leg. And old like, khaki away. drip. <laughs> the old khaki. <laughs> <laughs> You're 37. Your drip is different. No, different drip. Our drip is urine. That's Yours right. is medically problematic. Well, okay. Well, yeah, that could be an issue. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Jared Freed at the Desert Ridge Improv tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Uh, look at DesertRidgeImprov.com. I haven't said that yet. DesertRidgeImprov.com. Uh, that's where you go. Jared, leave us with some words of wisdom, please, if you don't mind. Um, I Listen, come to the shows. Let's do this. That's words really just self-promotion. Yeah. But, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Not really wise that's as much as it is. Really, <laughs> don't wear an ascot. I mean, yeah, don't wear an ascot. Um, I mean, I think the question was words of wisdom, not name something that benefits w- only you. Oh. <laughs> 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 pay my rent? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
I thought that's what you said. Yeah, no. Uh, it's, I mean, you take wisdom personally. My GoFundMe yeah, is. That's pretty good. Listen, if you're out there and you want to celebrate the third night of Hanukkah, yeah. no matter what you don't want us I'm to do. I'm just saying, you people. <laughs> you people. <laughs> you do what you uh, want. Come on out to the show and happy Hanukkah to there all. There you go. Happy Hanukkah. All a good night. <laughs> it's beautiful. Jared Freed, pleasure to meet you, man. Thank awesome. You. Jared Freed, everybody. It's 98KUPD. Arizona's most powerful. Powerful. Rock radio station. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Friday's flying by. Uh, His whole week went fast. It is uh, time now for the entertainment drill. And it's brought to you by my friends at reactdefense.com. The home of tactical black self-defense training. Uh, One more day of the flash sale. Let's do it again. $149 $149 for a month of training over there at reactdefense.com. And that includes, uh, you know, face-to-face super training, never-on-your-own type stuff. You are going to get the best hands-on training you have ever received when it comes to getting in shape and uh, doing a little self-defense, learning how to street fight, learning how to take care of yourself, and also just getting smarter, how to not fight. That's the Miyagi way, and that's the smartest thing in the world. That's why it made so much sense to us when Karate Kid came out, when he said, you learn to fight so you don't have to. And that's the best thing. Self-defense, the best way to do it is to stay out of trouble, stay out of positions that are dangerous, and to look around and recognize when something is going sideways. If you do find yourself in a spot where you got to scramble to get out of there, man, there's no better place to learn you how than reactdefense.com. Again, I've been going on all week about the multiple attacker drill we did on Monday. Eye-opening. Changed me. And it took about one minute for my brain to say, spin it, stupid. Do something different. And, man, it's it's with me all the time now. Keep your eyes open. Head on a swivel. It's not paranoia. It's preparedness. And they got you covered. 149 for a month of training is like a dollar a class for what they offer. It's incredible. And you're not getting that anywhere else. Check them out. They've also got TacticalBlackVault.com. they got a bunch of stuff in there for the holidays. Stocking stuffers and beyond. They're making Cutting a, char- boards. a charcuterie board out of guitars. Uh, guitar heads, these cutting. Oh, wow. oh it's the uh, wait and say Jenna's doing those. They're so neat. Uh, she got those up there. They've got all sorts of stuff. Reactdefense.com. It's the home of tactical black Brady. Entertain me. Not sure if you knew this, but Ryan Seacrest and his foundation have built actual studios, radio studios inside of 14 children's hospitals. <coughs> Purpose huh. is he's always loved radio. That's his sure. And uh, it's to provide an outlet for PDA pediatric uh, patients to learn new media experiment with radio broadcasting mm. and just have something to look forward to during their hospital stays all right that's nice he loves the fact that radio is real intimacy and the unvarnished presentation that live radio brings there's nothing like it he says that's why i always like radio over other stuff because it's local I think once you stop being localized with it, it loses something. Me talking about uh, Brady and I going off to play at a golf course that you guys have been at adds something to the party. Oh, they're right by my house, stuff like that. It's like we all have a commonality. Yeah, radio's special. The people in it suck, but it is a special uh, thing. It's really neat. And that's why it survived. All these other things keep dying off. It survives. Chevy Chase makes... uh Big dough on the holiday season because he does, he does a bunch of screenings of the Christmas vacation. Oh. They do those like Q and A things where he shows up there, and uh, he was in Buffalo, New York on Wednesday night, and the guy wheels him out on the in a wheelchair on the stage. Because he's a million. Then he right. stands up, 
gets over there, and then he falls off stage. Was it real, though? That it's falling a, off the stage? Yeah, because he's known for taking huge was, pratfalls. Well, I know, and that's what they thought. You see him, he takes one step down to go maybe yeah. shake someone's hands, and he tumbles. I have to. I would have to wonder if Chevy just had something planned where it didn't hurt that bad. Well, because he's too it old. It took him to a fall. while. They helped him up, right. and you can see him get up there. He's definitely. But that's just age. You can't get off yeah. the floor as fast as he used to. Well, he, it wasn't even on the floor. It was just even taking the step up. Yeah. And then he joked about his Apple Watch uh, notifying that he took yeah, a fall. Nine one one's on the way. <laughs> that would be something I would consider going to. The Christmas vacation screening, and then the cast comes out afterwards. But I don't care about the kids. In the How many cast. of the kids show up? Right. Actually, I, 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 mean, I want like the Christmas vacation cast to be vacation. Oh, I yeah. want Anthony Michael Hall, yeah. and uh, the girl's gone. But is she dead? I think so. Imogen Coke also. Randy Quaid. They can't find him. So maybe not. Maybe it is just Chevy and Beverly. But what do you think it would be like to live with Joaquin Phoenix? Uh, terrifying. Miserable would be the word that first That's pops to mind. Yeah. Disaster. Uh, Mark Ruffalo lived with him yeah. when they did uh, the 2007 movie Reservation Road. Chain smoking. Mark comes. says it was delightful. Really? He says he's a great cook. He turned me on to vegan cuisine, so he would cook all the time. Yeah. He was a great roommate. He's one of those roommates who would be out and say, hey, can I uh, he'd text you? You need anything? Need me to pick up anything? He's a human fog machine. He's Place never not clean, smoking. All the dishes are washed. He's lying. He's trying to get another job. Right. <laughs> yeah, he wants in the new Joker. Yeah. Um, there's a new movie coming out called No Way Up. It's about a plane that crashes in the Pacific Ocean, ends up submerged. But there's an air, basically an air pocket in the plane. So there's parts of the plane that are totally flooded. The survivors have a limited time to escape. Something's standing in their way. The devil. A shark. Oh. Well, come on. Question is, why wouldn't you call it sharks on a plane? Right. Hold on. They crash, and then one peeks out the window and goes, "Can't get out of this it crashing drops, plane." It drops down and submerges, right. so it has the air pocket in the fuselage. And the there shark and totally won't let him out. Unafraid of the plane sinking to the bottom of the earth, or is that, or is it floating? Uh, they say it submerged. The plane submerges. So then they got to get out of the... Do you take your chances? I know I'm in the ocean. There's a good chance sharks will get me, but I'm getting out of the sinking plane. They've People got, on the Titanic... They've got 92 like, minutes to figure it out. Nobody hopped off the Titanic and went, sharks! They were like, get me off this boat. The, the real danger is the boat. You might survive the shark. Yeah. And if it's one shark, it's fine. Shark on a plane. Sure. But, That's yes. maybe the dumbest premise in movie history. Sounds terrible. It's probably great. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah again. And so here's a list of... Uh, Jewish rock stars. Okay. Bob Dylan, Gene Simmons, and Paul Stanley. I was just going to say, if you don't mention us first, this is an incomplete... Sorry, Gene. (laughs) Kiss, Jews. (laughs) David Lee Roth. That's true. He's right. (laughs) Lou Reed, Neil Diamond, Billy Joel. What about modern day, a Jewish rock star? Lenny Kravitz. That's better. Um, Pat Smear. There you go. Adam Lambert. Put this list together. Scott Ian. Kanye. Yeah, yeah. Kanye's got a list of... <laughs> Liam Neeson here. I put a list of Jewish rock stars together. I call it Schindler's Rock List. <laughs> Schindler's Playlist. Perry Farrell. <laughs> Schindler's Playlist is a good idea. It is. I might actually... I might actually... 
I think Gene Simmons should present that tomorrow night. I think maybe that's the thing. Schindler's Playlist. Happy Hanukkah, everyone. Here's Oscar Schindler with Schindler's Playlist. All right, here's the list. Here's what you need to know. It starts with Kravitz. It ends with Springsteen. He's some Jew. We'll end it with a little... Oh, uh, you forgot one on there. Feldman. Oh, that's right. Come on. The comeback king. Sorry. You're right. That's right. He's on the playlist. Schindler's playlist includes Feldman. On the comeback. Comeback king. Release the playlist. We'll end it with a holiday mashup. Oh, yeah. Did you get it? it? Yeah, I got it. It's uh, ACDC and Brenda Lee. This is good, actually. Let me pull it up here. And Brenda, Brenda Lee, Lee's rocking around the Christmas tree. Currently number one. Watch this. You're going to like this. Merry Christmas. Get to that. They, they, they manipulate the element, but not much. Here we go. But that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'll put that on my playlist. Which one of them are Jews? <laughs> if they're not Jews, no, Bon Scott, your religion has been taken. I've made you a Jew post-mortem. Bon Scott Stein. Bon Scott, he's gone. Bon Scott Stein. <laughs> that's right. A lot of people don't know he changed his name from Bon Gold. <laughs> well, actually, it was Gold Bond, but still. Uh, that's it. Uh, there you go. There's your entertainment drill. Brought to you by our friends at reactdefense.com. Uh, the Guadalupe Squares are next. If you'd like to play, 585-9800. I think we got tickets to Homburg after dark tomorrow and uh, maybe even something else. What else? You had Green Day tickets in there last time and a whole yeah, bunch of other stuff. We'll find out. Those. Nobody <laughs> wants those. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Brett, we got those. Brett, we got those too, but Brett is going to laugh. I'll give you those. my pair. That's right. <laughs> Brett gets extra. Uh, anything you want. But we need a girl, we need a boy. The squares are coming up. 585-9800, that's the number you call. There goes your entertainment drill. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? K-U-P-D. There you go. It is uh, ACDC there. You heard him on the Christmas song, and now you're hearing him there. Look what we got going right now. Mo's here, everybody. That means it's Friday. Hi, Mo. Hi, John. How are you? Fantastico. Good to hear it. Happy Hanukkah to you. Yes, and to you Toledo, as well. you left a square over. Oi, vey. <laughs> oh, I thought we had the extra. I thought we had them all in there. All right, you've put yours in there. Uh, Mo made a request, so we'll go with that. Oh, I got one. Never mind. I'll Are we write, changing the request? We're changing it, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you're going to just wing it. I'll just write it, and then you can figure that out. That's a good, that's a good, that's oh, the Hanukkah yeah, square. Yeah, you're the right, Hanukkah you're right, kicked you're right, off you're right. this week, so we went with a heavy Jewish, uh... Larry McFeely? No, Larry's not oh. in there, no. 
He's having a shiva. <laughs> That's true. You lost someone in his family, and you have a shiva right after. That's, you sit shiva. That's right. You sit shiva. Which is a great uh, rap name, by the way. <laughs> I'm Sid Shiva. <laughs> Little Shiva. Don't screw it up. Just throwing gelt everywhere. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Making gelt, ma- raining on raining strippers gelt? with gelt. Oh, uh, what? Oh, you're going to pick it up afterwards. Okay. I'm not getting all of, of course. it. Of course. Uh, it is time for your squares. Uh, Hanukkah version. And here's your host, uh, Moisha Bergeron. <laughs> Mo? <laughs> All right, in the top left square, here to probably defend his side, it's Joe Biden. Hello. Hello. How you doing, right. Joe? Good to see you. Hi, Biden Witch. Shalom, Biden Witch. Grew up a Jewish, Puerto Rican black. What? Streets of Delaware, Scranton, Ohio. What? Are, where are, are you going off again? Yeah. You're off scripting? We're celebrating tonight. I get much guilt for the American people. <laughs> yeah, that's what we got. Brady. Yo. Come by tonight to help us decorate. Sure will. The Hanukkah tree. I'll, I'll the dra- Hanukkah I'll dress tree? You. Kamala. She's going to come over tonight and decorate the Hanukkah tree. Get that Hanukkah tree. Yeah. Bring over Barack. Okay. Tell him to knock it off with the Jews. What? Yes, people are mean to him. Middle Eastern, you know what I'm saying? That's okay. so get it all in there. I know everything about everybody. Is uh, Hunter going to come through too? Kamala Harrisstein. Hunter may not be able to make it. <laughs> I didn't think Hunter's so. Hunter's busy. <laughs> I didn't think so. Hunter's using Jews for another thing. Okay. Lawyers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a court case. Friends of the Jews. For all my Jewish friends out there, happy, happy Hanukkah. <laughs> I don't happy. think you have to do it like that. Hanukkah, Let me rock you, Hanukkah. Let me rock you. That's all I want to do. No. Yeah. Chukka. No, oh, right in the top middle square. OJ's here. I don't know right. juice. How do you know what I'm not juice? Uh, I'm juice. I'm juice. On Hanukkah, I spell it different, and you know what's funny? How do you? I, mean, I could do it, Brady. Good. Spell it on Hanukkah. J E W S. Oh, juice. I'm the juice. The juice is loose. Right. I'm just saying. Hey, uh, by the way, for all you little Jewish families out there, OJ's service because I do need a little extra money. I gotta pay those Goldmans, those Jews. Oh, <laughs> anyway, I, no, I gotta pay them back. Here's a defense that I never used and probably should have. I was just trying to perform a, a bris. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I had my knife no, out. No, and that little Goldman boy came towards me and goes, Jews, Jews. No. I said, I'm Jews. And he said, All right. He said, Will you perform a bliss or a bris or whatever the hell they call it? <laughs> the Asians call it a bliss. Okay, no. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I decided to perform a, a bris on him, and it got out of hand. I just got a little crazy and uh, slipped and fell, and he's... I cut off a little more than I should have. Okay, okay, well... Bad moil. Probably shouldn't be. Happy Hanukkah from the Jews. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just right. saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, it's up where Oscar Schindler... That's right. Here. I am not a Jew either, but I like him quite a bit. <laughs> I have my theme music oh, playing right geez. now. It's the end of the year, Mo. I know. And one thing I like to do at the end of the year is check my Spotify and put together Schindler's Playlist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a Spotify unwrapped or anything? Or Kiss like, is on Schindler's Playlist. Oh, why? <laughs> They're Jews. Who else Love is on this playlist? Neil Diamond is on Schindler's Playlist. Daryl Hall? Daryl Hall is a Jew. He's on Schindler's Playlist. David Lee Roth. Yeah. Jamie's Crying is on the Schindler's playlist. Oh, no. Listen to it now on Spotify. It's the top 
It's the top trending Spotify list on... <laughs> I don't think so. Schindler's Playlist. It's trending on TikTok now. What's going on? I can't go for that. No, oh, tears. <laughs> no, please don't. Oh, can you? <laughs> okay. That's right. Hall of Notes. One was a joke. <laughs> no, can you? So you're only just singing their parts, or? They only sing his part. I turned down John Oates. Okay. So does Daryl Lee. So yeah. does Daryl Lee. Yes, he turns him down completely. Oh, my God. Check it out. Release Schindler's playlist. <laughs> Roll up the windows. It's cold out. Okay. Right. Moving on to the middle left square. Not a Jew, but hanging out with us. It's Bruce Springsteen. Kind of a Jew. Two, three, four. in the name only. I can sing songs by other Jews. Okay. What song are you singing? Well, you hear it in the back. I think we all sing it together. All right. One, two, three, four, five or so. Where it began. I can't begin to know. And ladies and gentlemen, Neil Diamond. Yeah, it's growing strong. He's great, you. Was in the spring. Yeah. And spring became the summer. Who'd have believed you'd come along, That's enough. I didn't know I needed Sweet. Oh, wait. Hands touching. Sorry, I forgot about this one. Catching hands. Reaching out. Touching me. Touching you. Now, how in the world am I not involved in this one? Uh, you will be We're later. You will be I later. I have to wait all the way down to my center bottom You'll square. get there. All right, well, Kiss should have been singing that song. Okay, you have your chance I've been inclined. Okay. All right, moving on to the middle Listen square. It's Hanukkah Brady. Shalom, everybody. What? Oh, no. What? Today we celebrate the last trimester of Jesus' no. plans. No, that's not how this is. Yes, it is. It's just a way for you to get chocolate coins. That's right. Oh, my gosh. And deals. Yeah? So sales, sales. Well, there's there one part of me sale? that's almost no, not deals. Christian. It's okay. making deals. Okay. Saving a couple bucks. Jesus saved because he was a Jew. Okay, what the heck? Sweet key lime pie. No. What the no. heck? Different song, Brady. I go vault. Go- <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I'm verklempt for the holidays. Are you We're just- only, what? He's just saying the words he knows. We're yeah. 17 days away from Christmas, so it's noodle kugel for the next five. <laughs> and then we start planning for that pumpkin pie. Are you and Kirby going to, like, spin dreidels and stuff? Oh, we're going to spin the dreidels, and we're going to uh, shop retail. We're going to do all sorts of stuff for him. Oh, my God. Lighting candles, sucking down lockies. It's going to be good times. <laughs> I don't think you suck down lockies. Sure you do. I do. I can do that. <laughs> that is true. Nothing you better than a locky shake. <laughs> locky shake? You go ahead and have your pumpkin spice. I'll have one of them locky coffees. Those are good. He was so funny on Taxi. <laughs> And I'd like to announce 50% off your sandwiches at Chompies if I'm there. Oh, I'm, I'm going to oh, eat half of that. I'm going to eat that. Not the price. You're just getting half if I have anything to say. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, moving on to the middle right square. Jeff Goldblum is here. Ah, very uh, interesting to have uh, me here for Hanukkah. I wonder why <laughs> uh, you chose. Can you take a guess? Me. Yes, I know exactly why. Very interesting, though, that it happened. 
just seconds before uh, the show uh, uh, began. Yeah. Uh, we didn't know who was in this, but uh, you went to uh, a Jewfinder.com. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> uh, no. The home of the Jupernet. And uh, yeah, here we are. Did you just uh, call it the Jupernet? Uh, the last second Goldblum replacement. <laughs> it's not wrong. Uh, because uh, uh, Toledo forgot uh, to fill in a square. <laughs> So it was the uh, first Jew that came to mind, I suppose. Well, so glad you made it. First Jew, I say best Jew. Oh I agree. Uh, it, why wasn't I thought of immediately? Uh, it's just Goldblum's world, right? Uh, anyone? And, uh, Are you pushing that yeah. right now? I'm trying. Uh, it's successful. I don't have to try that hard. Uh, it's oh. true. I'll watch anything. I like you're your in. hair. Thank you. I like your hair and your glasses and your facial structure. Wow. Okay, sorry. If I could still get erections, uh, I might have one right now. (laughs) Okay, moving on to the bottom left there. (laughs) Brady Super Square, give us a hint. Yes, I would have been 107 today. Uh, (laughs) I was born uh, Jewish. Okay. Oh, thanks. uh, (laughs) We all were. It's the whole thing. (laughs) I... And Spartacus. Oh. Okay. Oh, so when you went to heaven, you still right. had the effects of you the committed. stroke? You <laughs> committed. Yes. yes. <laughs> Couldn't do the healthy version. <laughs> Michael's dad. Still a butt chin. Okay. Well, that's right. If you don't lose the butt chin in heaven, that would be. <laughs> right. Thank you for that. Very well done. Oh, in the bottom middle square, here to finally sing some songs. Right. It's Gene Simmons right. from Kiss. Gene Simmons from Kiss. We forgot to mention Kiss AI. Uh, Kiss AI. That's right. We are now artificial intelligence Kiss. We're no longer touring, but our cartoon characters are. And two, three, four. What? No, you no, two? You never <laughs> would. Oh, yeah. But now, I look at this night. Something like, who wrote this? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem so lonely. We fill up only <laughs> with two. <laughs> I love singing these songs. Neil! <laughs> when I was hurt, now it's my turn. <laughs> Burden runs off my shoulders. Me! How can I hurt holding you? We're like the three tenors. No! <laughs> one. Here we go. Yes! Touching one. What's he laughing at? Like Brady. Reaching out. I'm not sure which one this is. Touching me. Follow along. Touching Jews. No. Uh, that's enough. Okay. Listen, you guys should my start square, a band together. I don't, we should. An AI version of all this. Now, I'd like to say it is the holidays, and let's be serious for a moment. Kiss has some things at kiss.com. You can oh, that, Kiss dreidels are on sale. So. Oh, God. Spin the dreidel. Each side of the dreidel features a made-up member of Kiss. Star Child, uh, the cat guy, <laughs> me, you know. Demon? And then you spin that, and they get that, and then kiss everything bagels, because you've never had a bagel kiss like this. everything bagels. <laughs> and if you take some of the pastrami and roll it out the center, no, it looks like my true. tongue. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, kiss bagels, kiss dreidels. Yamakas? Kiss yamakas, yes. That's another one. There. Kiss and then, of course, for dinner, kiss brisket. <laughs> or kiss kit. I knew he'd come up with that one. Oh, my God. I love kiss kit. Try the kiss kit tonight. <laughs> Booby made a kiss kit. Does it have some of that special Gene Simmons yes. sauce on it? Of course it does. Oh, when Booby so. makes her kiss kit, you'll never be the same. <laughs> Bottom right square, not Jewish, but here to bless us all. It's our Lord and Savior. I Chipper don't H. see color. That what? what? 
Who said anything that doesn't about make any color? Sense. I know Larry's that. What? Jewish. Blue? Yeah, of the blue. His house makes my eyes hurt at Christmas. <laughs> Why? Because of the blue lights. There's... It makes my, it's squinty. I don't think he has lights at his house. Probably not. It's too expensive. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, happy knocker. Oh. What? Nice Great. knock. Oh, you spit on me. Get on with the game. All right. Let's go. Who's on the phone? Darcy and who? And Darcy just dropped. What? Oh. We got Paul. Darcy's on Paul, you, there. you want me to just take the first one here? Yeah, it'll be Darcy. Phones do that. Uh, Darcy, are you there? Yep, Darcy. See? Uh, Polly, are you there? Yes, I am. All right, Darcy, you're a girl. Pick a square. Go! Bottom right. Yeah! Ooh, a lady picture trick. Of course. You yeah, are you ready? How do you celebrate um, Hanukkah in Mexico, Mo? <laughs> I've never celebrated Hanukkah. Oh. I know. And also, Sorry, I'm in America. Hitler, I have oh no idea. Really? Well, don't defend it. I'm, what the, okay. Go on. Wow. I will never celebrate Hanukkah, Mo. I didn't I say that. No, I, I heard it. I heard it. What? You expect that from me. Oh, my right. gosh. Play, play it back. Play it back. Okay. Let's get to your question. By some estimates, 80% of the world's gold has been unearthed mm. by mining. That's you would right. Notice. Well, Toledo's dad mines most of it. He stays <laughs> underground all the time. Oh, my gosh. Keeps, yeah. I know where the gold is in the world. Where? I'm like Scrooge McTrip. It's Are in my basement. In oh, every night. Oh, I put Gene on my... Simmons might have something I to say about that. I put on my 1920s bathing suit, and I go diving what? into my oh, piles oh, of gold. No. Yeah. Just a full body suit? Oh, From yeah, the top yeah. of the stairs? Yes. <laughs> no. I mean, it looks like it's all chocolate, though. It doesn't it's look like coins. Beautiful. Well, it's coins. Trust me on that one. Mm. <laughs> I'll say... Hmm. I like to go swimming in my coogies. What is that? Your cougar ends? Yeah. Oh, geez. That's what I call them, my cute little coogies. Gross. And I do the backstroke in my coogies. Um, mm. Make it stop. Oh, yeah, you could swim in it. No, I'm good. Uh, I'll say that's true. All right, Darcy, you're saying true. Most of the gold is out. (laughs) Do you say, he's saying true. Do you agree or disagree? I agree. Incorrect. Seven ways of square is false. It's 20%. Oh. Polly. We got work. Go and pick a square. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we'll do Brady, middle square. Yeah, show oh. him, Polly. How are you? <laughs> good, good. I'm good, too. It's Hanukkah, and that means free meals from Jewish people. They just That's hand out what like that crazy. means. Not sure hours. is. Knock on their door and ask. Oh. If you just say, will you give me some free lockies if I go away, you get free lockies. <laughs> I'm Brady Bogowitz, and my views are insane. <laughs> my boss sauce has got to go, and I will take any deal. Are you giving that away as presents? You pour a little boss sauce on some of those latkes and they actually have flavor. Okay. I'll help those Jews enjoy a meal with some kosher sauce. <laughs> oh, no. Available at bossauce.com. Spelled, <laughs> spelled German. Taking lessons from <laughs> Gene. No. no. It's it's you and Gene got to get together. No, it's, not, it's not a comfortable moment right now. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of have a really kind of... Germanic sauce spelling. No. Okay. All menorahs are are candle bras. Candelabras. Candelabras with nine candles. Candle bras. <laughs> Candelabras. That was lingerie in the 1700s. Yeah. With, that's like a candle bra. It's like a labia menorah. No. 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 Uh, uh, with nine candles. That's true. Because it's the eight nights of oil leaking. And then, uh, and then they had the uh, one in the middle. 
For Jesus. He's a break. For, for Jesus, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Our divine Christ. All right, Polly. He's saying true. Do you agree or disagree? I agree. That's correct. Circle gets a square. Darcy, take, my Jesus. take Biden for the block. Yeah. Uh, Let's do it. Yeah. There Good she choice. Is. Yeah, good choice. Yeah, we'll do Hanukkah. I like the Hanukkah tree tonight at the White House. You're going to invite Darcy? I think there's a tree, yeah, sir. It's a, a tree. I put it up last night. I don't think you so. Put up a tree. It's a big deal. Why are you yelling? Why, it wasn't. It is a big tree. It's a gargantuan tree. It comes all the way from Israel. What? And it flown what? over. I, what? I it's on their flag. It's a different kind of tree. Look it up. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. That's a goddamn Palestinian flag. What yeah, do we got out there? What are you doing? I'm in big trouble. Yeah, you are. Hunter's going to jail. <laughs> yeah, he is. You're not going to pardon him? Got to put Commander down. Oh, my what? God. No, no. This whole operation's falling apart. Oh, my gosh. All right. What do you got? The jelly donut is the most common. Let me consuela. I'm ready for my I question. I just asked you. <laughs> the jelly donut is yeah. the most common Hanukkah food. Is that true or false? Brady. True. Okay. <laughs> really? You're going to ask Brady? Turn to my food czar. Your food czar? Yeah, he's my food czar. Did you just... <laughs> when did this happen? He ate all the food. I'm like, this guy's Have like a czar weird? of that. <laughs> all right. Yeah. He's saying true. Do you agree or disagree? Candle bra. <laughs> I have to disagree. Oh, incorrect. Uh, Circle gets a square. Sweep. Polly wins. It's a no, sweep. It is a sweep. It is a sweep. Wow. Terrible job, everybody. Now, nah, Polly got it. Yeah, Polly crushed it. All right, there you go. Also, haven't mentioned my uh, other selection at Kiss.com. Kiss couscous. <laughs> what? <laughs> Kiss couscous. I think the Jews eat that. It's delicious. We like it in my house. And of course, I'm Jewish. So. <laughs> go to Kiss.com. Get Kiss couscous for a delicious... Price. Just say it we'll again. We'll be made of couscous. <laughs> and then kiss Veltafish if you're interested <laughs> no, in some of them. We have it all at kiss.com delivered directly to your door. COD, of course. Why would I pay for this show? It's bad business. Anyway, enjoy the show, everyone. Good night. Get them out of here. All right, that's enough. That is enough. Uh... Hey, yeah, that's the song. I that's didn't it. think I had my buttons right. It's like the quickest it's gone through. All right, you're going tomorrow. Yes, I am. Surprised. Try to have you host a live Guadalupe Squares tomorrow night. Uh, another great idea just came through in my emails about scenarios for Make the Monkeys Dance because we're going to reach into a hat with scenarios and make celebrities do things. I'll, I'll, I'll hip you to what uh, this person just brought up, which I really liked. Uh, it's going to be um, Morgan Freeman's sex line. And we'll have, like, Biden calling the sex line just to make Frank super uncomfortable. He'll be Morgan Freeman and Jonathan and I will call the sex line and things like that. I like that one a lot. So if it comes out of the hat, we do that one tomorrow. We've got movie ideas and premises like crazy. Uh, it should be fun. Holmberg After Dark tomorrow at uh, 11.15. The whole show's going out there. You're just basically going to see this show performed with no parameters at all live with uh, guests Frank Caliendo, Jonathan Kite, and our friend Pablo Francisco is going to pop in for a little while and pop out. Uh, maybe he might stay the whole time too which is insane uh, marty and ryan marty lucas and the world's most dangerous ryan abling will be the band Wow! yeah it's like a talk show we yeah. put this together expectations shall remain low i have no idea <laughs> Keep them low. no idea what's going to happen tomorrow but uh it's sold out which scares me to death and uh, it starts 11 15 pre-party at copper blues at uh, nine o'clock we'll get good and lit up and have a blast tomorrow a little christmas party hanukkah party whatever you want to celebrate we'll do it tomorrow night and have fun. Thank you guys for selling it out so quick. And uh, hopefully 
we meet some expectation of some sort and the whole thing just doesn't light the place on fire. But we'll see. Brett's videos. I don't think we, no matter what, <laughs> when we get to Brett's videos, you're, you're getting your money's worth. This is, you're going to throw a high bar. Yeah. You're going to throw up. You're closing the night. Bring well, in Kimbrel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bring in the closer. Yeah. I mean, we're talking Raleigh Fingers here. We got the Rolaids yeah, Relief, relief Man. man yep. um, you need Rolaids. We saw this. one we hadn't seen yet, Brett and I, while we combed through, and it was remarkable. It actually, I don't normally have to turn my head. Oh, but let boy. me just say this. Oh, Kids, smoking is bad for you. <laughs> but try to keep it out of your lungs. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Brett and I watched it happen. It's the weirdest thing I've ever witnessed. But it'll be tomorrow night. At Holmberg After Dark. Otherwise, enjoy your weekend, uh, and I guess we'll catch you. Oh, no, how was your birthday? Did you enjoy it? Oh, yeah. It was awesome. I went and uh, got a spa day, so. Cool. Ooh. Ooh. Full body <laughs> rub down. Yeah. I was Did there you? from like 9.30 a.m. to 5.30. It was amazing. That's Yuck. too long at a That's spa. Long, no. Nice I had like several Oof, treatments. I was wow. pampered. I treated myself. That's nice. Nobody bought that for you? Yeah. Sugary Square did. Oh, she got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. She got it I thought it was, you said you treated yourself. But well. I mean, you bought yourself a present and then went and lived it. <laughs> All right. Well, so happy belated. Yeah. That's a very good idea for your birthday party. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I should have got something from you, Gene. Make sure someone co-ops that and grabs hold of the other boot. <laughs> uh, we're done. Uh, Shannon's in today, yes? yes. Or are you in? Yes. Okay, yes. Shannon's no, Shannon. in for Larry Bear because he sits Shiva. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, we still love Larry. Went through a rough week, uh, and uh, he's getting through it. But, uh, Larry, we're still thinking about you, buddy. And hope you're doing all right. That's it for us. Be kind to Shannon. We'll see you guys Monday right here in the Morning Sickness. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. Yes, yes, yes.